Hello everybody and welcome to the Game Spoilers Podcast. Uh, this is a monthly podcast where we all play a game and talk about it. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, I love how you actually shrugged. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Audible shrug. Um, joining me as always is June Williams. Hello. And Carrie Palmer. What's up everybody? Today You're ready to kill some Nazis? Hell yeah. Um, you're so nonplussed. Um, <laughs> about killing Nazis of all things. No, um... <laughs> So, today's episode is about Wolfenstein 2 mm. uh, from Machine Games, mm. released in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the first time I think we've ever done this episode where I didn't have to look everything up. Yeah, well done. While I was recording. Who published it? Bethesda. Well done. Um, <laughs> Zenimax Studios. Havoc did the port to PC. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Wolfenstein 2, um, a sequel to a game we've all played, which is Wolfenstein 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as Wolfenstein The New Order, mm-hmm. uh, with two being The New Colossus. Um, there's a small little spin-off game in between those called uh, Youngblood. Old. Old. Old Blood. Old Blood. The new one's Youngblood. The blood. new one's Youngblood, that's right. Um, Old Blood, which is set before Wolfenstein 1, um, which have either of you played Old Blood? No. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's not necessary. And it's from what I've heard. It's like a callback to like the original sort of. It is. Yeah. You're going. You're going through like a giant castle. Right. Okay. I think it's. I think it's Death's Head Castle for the first time. Oh. I think. I could be wrong. Okay. Um. It's been a while since I played it. And there's like a monster at the end or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then there's a sequel to, I suppose, what would the franchise would be, but it's an unrelated sequel spin-off called Young Blood, which is set, presumably after whatever Wolfenstein Three will be. Yeah, it's like 30 years in the future or something. Yeah, and um, it's set in the 80s. Yeah, and BJ's kids are, are looking for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Wolfenstein 2. Uh, should we go through initial impressions first? Or should we do? Yeah. Or, or do you want to do a quick rundown of the story? Oh, yeah, story. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, right, you got one minute. Two oh. minutes, I'll give you two. No. No, I can do I'll it in you, one minute. You, I can do it in you, one. One minute? Yep. All right. Um... So, preface this just by saying, so the ending of Wolfenstein 1, you blow up Death's Head's compound. Freyr Engel is a villain who was in the first one, sort of fairly briefly. Yeah. Um, you kill her boy toy and... Booby. Yeah, boop, booby. <laughs> and, and you fuck up her face. Yeah. Um, and, and then and at the then end of it, you set off you set off a nuke. Is it a nuke or is yeah, it just a big they, bomb? They've, they've, the, the team has found a U-boat and they send a nuke to bomb Death's Head's compound. And, um, and you're on the top of the compound because you just beat the boss and BJ's all like bloodied and s- sore and tired and yeah. he's like, send the nuke to it, just end it, just yeah. do it. And then it fades to white. My The most unsatisfying ending I've ever experienced in any game ever. That ending ruined the whole game for me. You should you should play more games. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I liked it. Yeah. Oh God, I hated it. It, it. I just... I wish he stayed dead, but like it whatever. Ha- it, like, they, like he just said, fire. And I'm like... What? <laughs> the helicopter's right there. I just saw it. It's right there. Just come back. Yeah, but they did. They did. I know they did, exactly, because you'd be fucking stupid not to. Yeah. God. Anyway. That's the point. God. I was... <sighs> anyway, okay, so. <laughs> Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein 2. Narrative rundown. Okay, here we go. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 starts, and they go and collect BJ, who's all bloody at the top of the compound, and he heals for a bit in the submarine, and he's very tired, and, and he's quite weak. Um, and the U-boat gets attacked, and Frau Engel is back, and she kills the main leader who wears the fancy... Uh, Caroline. Caroline, who wears the fancy Dati should shoot suit that's like an Iron Man suit, but it's the 60s 
yeah. which is weird. And BJ has to wear it because he's so weak and he does it and he's like really sick of life. And he's like, Caroline, I need to borrow your wings. <laughs> How do I let them know I won't be here until I'm not here? I'll keep it a secret until I'm not here. Them being his children. Well, also his, all his, of his, his to be born children. And like Set and Anya and all these people who care about him and he's over it for no reason. Um, he's and he's really existential. He's, he's dying. His body is decaying inside the suit. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. He gave up. Anyway. Gave up. So he like he like does anti-Nazi things for a while and all through this like monologue and they find people in New Orleans who are like a resistance group and they come in and they're like, hey, we're going to send a nuke to the Ober Commando and then you send the nuke to the Ober Commando. Super special. Yeah, and Super special is great. Yeah, and Grace and their kid. You don't see much of. Um, anyway, so he nukes baby. the Ober Commando <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> he, goes, he goes back to his hometown of Mesquite, to his home like ranch and... Like has memories and finds his abusive, terrible father, who it turns out he sold out his his he? Jewish he, mother his name and was all Rip. his friends. Yeah, Rip. And he comes back and confronts him, and and BJ's not scared anymore because his dad's a bully and also like a Nazi sympathizer and a terrible person. Um, but Frau Engel s- sells him out and no. captures him. He he sells out. Rip, he se- sells, Rip sells, sells out BJ and Frau Engel picks up the entire fucking house which is a great level it's great um and then super special comes to rescue him and it doesn't work and he dies and frau angles like it, just sticks the gun in his mouth and it's really gross you forgot the bit where they yeah it's really gross you forgot the <laughs> <laughs> Do you, know okay. I like? mm? uh, you forgot the bit where they stole a nuke stole a nuke hmm what do you mean? <laughs> they they steal a nuke and then he takes it to, takes it to the diner. Remember? And Super Smash goes nuts. No, that's what he- I said. He takes a he he goes nukes the nukes the Ober Commando. Oh, I forgot about that bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Sorry. I'm just being expedient because I've only I've only got a minute and I'm two minutes over already. Come on. Come on. Uh, BJ gets executed, but they catch his head. The resistance <laughs> catch his head, and they put him on a new body that they found, just like Shoshana, who's the best. Um, so anyway, good. BJ's got a new lease on life because he's got a new body and he's like, hey, let's go kill Nazis. Like, I've been doing this entire game already anyway. Um, and Super Special is dead and that's sad. Anyway, they go to New Orleans, which is when... They didn't go to New Orleans first. They went to Manhattan first, which is where they got Grace and Super Special and yes. the baby and all of their friends. And then now they go to New Orleans and they find a different resistance group and they get those people. And one of them's got a clarinet and there's this awesome scene about them arguing and it's fantastic and we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um and then, uh, very, 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 very quickly, uh, BJ goes to Venus to audition for the role of BJ <laughs> in Adolf Hitler's film about capturing BJ Blazkowicz, which he apparently did. Because when his head got chopped off, everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. And so, uh, then you meet Adolf Hitler and he's old and senile and really just so gross. When you press the middle click to smash his head. <laughs> exactly. And then they kill you. Um, uh... What do you do on the Venus? Why are you on Venus? Because there's a second Ober Commando, and you blow up that Ober Commando, and you get the you get the launch you get the codes for Frau Engel's ship. And then once you're back from Venus, you go onto Frau Engel's ship Capture. and you take it, and then you go onto national television and BJ sticks a hatchet in her head and pops out her eye socket, which right. is really really gross. And then on the Jimmy um, Carver show, exactly with the fake Beatles that aren't the Beatles. Yes, and uh, oh, what are they called? The Carver or something? K-A-V-E-R, I think. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, then Grace and Horton, the, the the resistance leaders, talk to the camera. They're starting a revolution. And then BJ, who um, 
has been fighting alongside his very pregnant wife who D- got almost naked at the end, which was really, really weird. And wanna, he's wearing his no, jacket. Fucking excellent. It's, I want to talk so, about that so too. They, uh, they they proposed with the ring that Frau Engel stole from BJ in his house when his dad sold him out because he's a terrible person on national television with a bleeding woman on the desk behind them. And then a bad song starts. We're not gonna take it. And that's all from that too. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> oh my um, god. Not quite a minute, but I think I was expedient enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, so where do you want to begin? <laughs> well, I think we should start with <laughs> what let's 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 initial impressions. Let's rank this game. Let's rate this let's just give it like, you know, at the end of like the IGN review, it's like Wolfenstein 2 is a blah 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 blah. Yeah. Jeremy, what's your, what's your elevator review? Uh, eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half. I think story, nine and... 9.7. As in the plot or their message? Both. Okay. Um, and the way it's told. Okay. Um, gameplay, seven out of ten. It's like the most... Like, it's the most fine shooter I think I've ever played. Like, it's... Some moments are not great. Some moments are fine. Some moments are pretty cool. Yeah. But it's sort of like... I didn't really notice any major improvements since Wolfenstein 1. Um, yeah. Like, I'm playing on PC. I should point that out. I don't know if it's any better on console or not. No, about the same. Um, I've, I noticed Two that I was getting months, shot yes. more. But... Um, I like Sorry, I, I noticed I wasn't noticing when I was getting shot more. Right. You didn't notice it more. Yeah. Right. It um, was less obvious. It was less obvious when I was getting shot. Uh, and your heart goes down very fucking fast. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, the story, the message, the characters, uh, like top tier for a first-person shooter mm-hmm. where you play a character. Mm-hmm. Cool. June. Um. Yeah. I guess I. D- I don't. I didn't play this game for the first-person shooter aspects. Yep. I guess. Fair enough. Um. And I think like I'm on, on the same lines like. There's a lot of, uh, I think most of my cons for this game are the mechanics of the, the shooting and the stealth and, um, yeah, stuff like that. And everything else was top notch. So, like, I guess maybe, yeah, eight. Sure. You don't, I, I, act, you I, don't no, have to give it a number. I, I really want to yeah. put it higher. Like, I really do. But I think, like, the, the mechanics mm. drag it down so much. Yep. Especially some sections. Yeah. Gary? Um, you're not as excited as you and I about this game. No, I'm and, not. And I and I and I want to hear the thoughts. So my overall f- less than positive, not not less than positive, but the reason the overall reason that I'm not as high on this game as you guys are is I find it conflicts with itself in a number of ways. It's very over the top. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's doing this alternate scenario Nazi modern day thing yep. that's fun it's cool to explore that the alternate technology what would happen if what if what if that's fun that's cool I get it um, there are so many scenes where it's really really ham fisted and slapstick and gratuitous and over the top like just they go to the submarine because they're going on a mission and Sigrun and Bombate are having sex in there for no reason <laughs> and like alright cool Great. I don't know why. Go for it. And I feel like that immediately meshes with them trying to be serious about BJ's dad being a Nazi sympathizer and selling out his mother. And when Frau Engel sticks the gun in BJ's mouth at the in that in that um, 
scene we were talking about before, that's immediately after Super Special is like knocking himself around the room and being really like super special and like <laughs> over the top. And it's like, it, I, I can't tell what this game is trying to be. If it's trying to be silly, if it's trying to be funny, if it's trying to be serious, if it's trying to be devastating, I'm torn eight right. different ways from Sunday with this game. And I think that's, that's my, that's, that's how I feel about the story. Right. I think it, does bring up interesting thoughts and it and it deals with things interestingly and it's not like it's worth nothing and i think it's it's quite good but i'm not all i'm not all in on right everything with this game and then very similar things about the combat and the mechanics and stuff like that some of it feels a bit useless some of it feels a bit pointless some of it feels poorly thought out some of it feels like it gets in the way but it's serviceable enough and it's enjoyable enough that it gets you through to the next section. Did you actively not enjoy moments like that when you know you're supposed to be on this mission and you find them fucking in the submarine? Like, were you like fuck off? Like, um, not this bullshit some again. Some of them. Some some parts I was just like, what's the point? Um, I feel like I feel like stuff like that is like very typical Wolfenstein, and that's what makes Wolfenstein so good. Yeah, which is I think. I, and I remember you guys saying that, in, I think, in our last minimap cast. I yeah. was like, it's so over the top, and you guys were like, yeah, it's so good. But it being over the top for the sake of it doesn't sell it for me. Right. Um, like, Anya at the end, whose shirt catches on fire after she, like, dives to save BJ, even although she's, like, eight months pregnant with twins <laughs> and throws grenades. And there's blood all over, like, her breast. She, like, grenades all of these people, and so she's showered in organs and awful and just liquid blood and holds these two guns and she's just naked and screaming and shooting this weaponized dog on top of bj yeah um that was my favorite part i mean like, it's it's <laughs> it was such it was such a fucking like incredible way to sort of end things as yeah. well like with her character and mm. like and then she says like i think i'm done with this for yeah now, bj oh uh, yeah. it's it, like i fucking i love it i love it so much it makes me sad that, like, yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it for that from like the same perspective as you. Like, maybe it wasn't succinct enough in melding molding the two, like molding those sort of like being serious and being over the top and funny together well enough well, to yeah. make it work or like bounce between the two too much. But like, I think with a topics with a topic so heavy as like. The Nazis won. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, I, I think it's it's important to have have humor in it, especially yeah. the way Wolfenstein does it so over the top. And also, I like I like big over the top extra bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, it's like we're talking about uh, Dank with Duncan Ropper. Yeah. yeah, exactly the same. Um, yeah, like I think we were talking. I was talking to you about this at some point over the last year and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure when, but we're talking about how. So, Wolfenstein 2 is very much a satire on a lot of things. Yes. It's a satire on American culture. It's a satire about fascism, about Nazi Germany. Hitler, specifically. Hitler, like the idea of like peak human American soldiers, communists, socialists, Black Panthers. Like it, 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 it goes into so many different things. The, the Black Panther Rebellion group, not... Oh, the, okay. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. <laughs> um, Marvel movies on the brain. Yeah, no, not that. Um, and it's... It's like... So, it's it, it's pulp. 
So 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 oh yeah so oh, so, yeah. so Wolfen, so a lot of pulp cartoons and comics when they were coming out ages and ages and ages ago were printed on like pulp paper like paper that's made out of like restructured wood basically yeah really shitty quality paper yeah really and, cheap yeah and it was like pulp wood which is why it's called pulp and the stories were cheap crap stories that had you know a lot of blood and a lot of sex in it mm. and were like. You know, horny stories for people to read when they wanted something sort of a bit randy. Yeah, easy to write, easy to read. Yeah, um, similar to that one uh, episode in uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, the one that we didn't like as the most. Which was the creepy one, the one where there was like a murderer in the house. Oh yeah, uh, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, the comic book one. Yeah, yeah, like that. That is pulp. And Uncharted is described as being pulp. Yeah, but I think Uncharted is like too serious with itself. I agree. For it to be pulp. It's, it's pulp in terms of its stakes. Because it, at the end of the day, no one really dies or gets that that hurt. Like, yeah, like it, it's it's Hollywood pulp. Yeah. Whereas this is like, this is it just is pulp. Like yeah, this is this is B grade cinema pulp where they will do things that are so out of reach of reality and so out of scope for the project that they're making, except Wolfenstein has the money to make that scoped. It's like when you look at B-grade science fiction movies and they've got, and it's called, you know, Aliens and Zombies and Mummies or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like you know there's going to be shit and you know that they do not have like the budget or the structure to make this work, Yeah, but they decided to do it anyway. Aliens versus Cowboys. Yeah, whereas this game... You ride a giant mech dog in New Orleans oh, after, that was good. after you had like a, dr- a drunken debate with a communist with, while jazz was happening in the background. And somewhere in there, you're in Venus doing the Hitler audition. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's so over the top. And it's like thinking about movies that I like and thinking about movies that you like, Kerry. Mm. Satire is not a thing that I think I've seen you really really connect with in the same sense that i would connect it i think i i would agree with that very well and you saying that reminds me how little i enjoyed gta 5 right yeah whereas gta gta 5 for me was the los angeles satire game that's the whole point of the story missions in that game whereas i enjoyed a lot more gta 4 even though it's already in there there is that personal story there for you to get invested in as well yeah so i didn't mind playing through gta 4 but gta 5 Oh, it's just well, and to be fair, it feels so pointless. <laughs> like, and to be fair, I wasn't huge on GTA Five story either. Yeah, like the world to me was this was the satire, and the characters. I feel like the writers of GTA have accidentally put themselves in the thing that they were mocking, right. um, which is funny in a own way. But but anyway, we're not here to talk about this. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I think more nuanced storytelling, like satire, like um heavy symbolic sort of stories and stuff like that a lot of that stuff does tend to go over my head in most instances well it's not even that it goes, it's just something that you just don't connect with as much like yeah. did you ever, did you ever enjoy watching the office i haven't really had the opportunity right to, okay, but right. the the thing that i immediately think of is um uh when i was in year 11 doing literature we watched pan's labyrinth right and that movie is so heavy on symbolism yeah and when you're trying to follow it for the actual story and it's just heinous and awful and gross like I found next to no enjoyment in that movie. Right. But there's so much symbolism in, you know, someone with innocence trying to get away from terrible things happening during the Spanish Inquisition. And it's all, there is meaning there and there is a reason why it is as loved as it is. But um, it just, I, I don't catch that yeah. as it hits me. And there's there's like a scale of sincerity and like satire. And 
you know, did you ever enjoy South Park, for example? Never watched it. Right, okay. Well, it's... So, if Wolfenstein is on one end of satire, mm. the other end would be, like, Spider-Verse. You know, like, deep sincerity for something, uh, like, you know, really obtuse mm-hmm. that goes all the way with it with, like, no tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. L- like, everything in Spider-Verse is, like, as presented as is. Like, this is, like, you know... This is hegemony at its finest of, like, this is the product that we're giving you. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and they both have, like, an equal and valid place as well. Totally. Um, it's just different tastes. Mm. I think um, I, I think we should bring it up now, but there is that scene in New Orleans when, you're, when you finally get to Horton's resistance group. Mm. And you sit down, you have this conversation. Well, BJ does. It's all a cutscene. BJ sits down and has this... Um, political debate with Horton. It's like an ideological debate. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's a slam poetry session. It's it's oh, it it's so good and it's and it's keyed to this music that's happening and that's going off with the gunfight and June posted this video that's just like breakdown of it and how the director of mm, the It's sh- it's a scene. polygon video um with the the cinematographer. That's right. That's right. Um and how the music like fades out as you turn around and as you as the camera spins around and the camera comes back into view it comes back into the mix a bit more. It's a gorgeous scene, mm-hmm. and I think um, when we were talking about it before, I think that scene handles the many different ways it's trying to pull me at once very well, because BJ and Horton are having that serious discussion, but it, it's presented so stylistically and bombastically, um, it all meshes together really well. Mm. It's not like one scene, funny, next scene, like literally a second later, dire and depressing and sad next scene hilarious and you know incredible technology and what if and next scene and next scene and next scene it's not like chop changing it's seamlessly melded together into this cohesive nugget of incredible storytelling i don't think they could do that for the whole thing i think that that scene is incredibly unique yeah like that scene is like honestly one of the best i think i brought this up is like one of the best moments in games that i've like ever had just like in terms of it being just a great moment yeah um it's got some of like the best writing as well in that scene. Like yeah. it's everyone, everybody's intentions in that scene are so effortlessly like foreshadowed and like introduced. Yeah. Um, especially the debate, like the language that they use in that debate is just like some incredible fucking writing mm-hmm. because they are at two opposite sides of like the same side mm. of being against like a bit like being anti-fascist yeah and having like someone who was a, an establishment an establishment marine like he calls him literally like a jarhead yeah and then bj goes back and calls him you know like you, like spouting bolshevik propaganda yeah and you know why didn't why weren't you fighting why weren't you on the front lines yeah. bleeding with us yeah like we could have won the war if you were fighting and he's going like you know we've been fighting the culture war for such a long time yeah and it's just this incredible just like moment where they, and yeah, like just like the way it's shot and the, like the music and everything is just so well crafted. Yeah, um, it would be like a miracle to have that level of craft in every cutscene. Yeah, totally. Like, I wonder how long they spent on that cutscene compared to others because it it always stands out to everybody who plays this game of like one of the most unique moments in that game because it catches you it catches you off guard. It does, and honestly, one of the most unique moments in gaming. Yeah, like it's. It would probably be. I think it honestly would be just my favorite cutscene of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, that- I don't know. Not to say that every other cutscene in Wolfenstein isn't good, because like 
cut, Wolf and Titan has the best cutscenes in like any video game I've ever played. Right. Um, in terms of the yeah the writing especially and and the cinematography it mm. it, it just plays as like it's a movie like um but yeah this stands out in particular yeah and i think as it stands out like it, it it's it sits on its own mm. like there's no they're not talking about anything else they're not to- like you know he's like we're starting revolution like that like intention set at the very beginning yeah and at the end it's like we'll join your revolution terribly yeah and it's like cutscene end like there's no like everything in the middle is just like the it's like the business of starting a revolution like it's the business but it's like there's no there's nothing interfering with it there's no like well why like you know we've got like you know we've got good people like grace and my wife anya like there's nothing like that it's just like we have good people it's it's meat and everything else is like sinew i guess like yeah like it's 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 the full meat and potatoes of a cutscene Right. Whereas the other cutscenes, you know, it, re- it relies on other things going on and like previous knowledge. Whereas this one, you don't really need previous knowledge. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is why I think you can watch this cutscene on its own and still enjoy it, mm. unlike most of the others. Like a few of them, you can because like they're funny. Yeah. Like the the other one, I think is which is sort of an understated one is the Nazi getting the milkshake. Yeah. Oh, that is a great scene. Yeah, because that one's really tense. Yeah. Like that one reminds me of Fire Angle on train. the train in the first one. Yeah. yeah. Like those those three stand out as the probably the most well crafted ones. Mm. Um, this is this is related. Have either of you seen Inglorious Bastards, the Tarantino movie? I have. I don't remember it very well. Though. Right. So there's a scene in that downstairs in a bar, which goes for about. I feel like that scene goes for half an hour, and it's just some people pretend, pretending to be Nazis mm. and some Nazis, and they're just like having conversations. And the Nazis are very, you know, they're very Nazi, you know, like very polite and you know, you know, well mannered, um, but still very like you know, ah, uh, yes, the glory of our of our army is so good, isn't it? Wouldn't mm. you agree? And mm. they're like, oh yes, yes, yes. But you can tell they're they're all they're all very conniving and they're all very like trying to catch each other out. And that's exactly what the milkshake scene is. Yeah. Like, ah, so where where were you stationed? Like, I'm not familiar with this base. Yeah. Um, there's so many You're of those. Very Aryan eyes. Yeah. Which is, I think, my favorite thing about this is how intelligently stupid they made the Nazis in this game. Like, there's just this level of smugness which just clouds all of their, like, their perceived knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like they they go with the it's it's part of the like alternate future, right? Yeah. It's the like what happens when a sort of a somewhat brainwashed society who believes um this sort of rhetoric what happens when these people are in power and and that 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 mindset is allowed to propagate and, and become the and, norm and like fester. Yeah. Yeah, you see some of the interesting like side notes of people being like, "Oh, I've I've seen, um, I've since you've passed, I've I've had uh, just so much doubt in myself, and I've seen where the Reich's power come from comes from, and it's from stolen technology from our worst enemy. Does that mean that we're the enemies? Does that mean that Terra Billy's the one saving the oppressed? And like it, it happens in there, but like you're right, it's this sort of like nth degree Nazism." Yeah. Um, that, I guess. And it's also the hypocrisy of, like, having, like, an Aryan race of, like, you know, like, you know, strong jaw, blue eyes, blonde hair. Yeah. Um, like, perfect man. And 
I mean, it, it's the same reason that that's what Captain America's description is as well. It's like B.J. Blazkowicz is a Captain America type propaganda character, which is the perfect enemy fighting for what's actually good. Yeah. Which is why I think both of those characters work really, really well in the same way. Like, you know, for all intents and purposes, if the Nazis were right, mm. Captain America would be a Nazi. B.J. Blazkowicz would be a Nazi. Yeah. Except because they're wrong and because those characters know they're wrong, they are against the 100%. Right. Um, and I think that also leads into the other thing that Wolfenstein really, really relies on a lot of the time is the morality of the other characters. Following, yeah. following Caroline's death, BJ is like so doubtful. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's, he's like, fucked. He, he, he's he's ready to die, and I think a lot of that is because he didn't get enough time to rest, and he's he's up too early. Yeah, and like that part was, you noticed that your health at the very beginning of the game is much lower than the rest of the game. I you, hated it. You didn't like it. I hated it because you were dying. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, what difficulty did you play it on? Uh, not not the baby mode one, the one above that. Right. I think, so I think that's it was easy instead of very easy. Right. Not normal. Should we get all the combat stuff out of the way? Yeah, no, let, let's talk about some of the, 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 like, detailed parts of it, like, specific sections and stuff like that. But, yeah, combat as well. So, wait, so does know. the game start in the wheelchair, or does the game start yeah. with the... No. That's it. No. You start in... Oh. The dog. Yeah. With the, with the, with the flashback. Yes. Oh. So... I don't know. What, what, did, you, what did you all think about that first scene um this well, is like what did you guys think about about um like just like bj having a um like a family history what did you think about that whole sort of aspect um i don't know like i think it's it stemmed i think my opinions of this stemmed from what i thought about the first game um, and coming to the second game with a similar kind of uh, impression, mm-hmm. which um, was, I didn't like the first one okay. when I first played it because I also came into it with what I assumed a Wolfenstein game would be, mm. and I didn't really look past. I didn't look deep enough into it, I guess. Right. Um. So having like the first scene be this typical easy way of showing. A bad someone that's bad like someone that um you know abusive father like yeah. i think um i think it was cheap to you know <laughs> have the first thing be make bj shoot a dog and yeah. you have to do it yourself like it's also literally like kick the dog is a known plot like construct of like things. a like a trope yeah it is a trope yeah like kick the dog while i'm not um, while I'm not surprised that Wolfenstein like did this, I also think it's like the cruelest thing you can do to a, like a player is like mm. kill an animal, yeah, especially a pet, yeah, um, totally. And you know, I know there's a lot of people that just can't deal with that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, uh, and especially the fact that uh, even if you don't shoot it yourself, your father still shoots it anyway. Yeah, you can't get away from that at all. And you like, I remember playing that and just sitting there with the gun pointed upwards, like, yeah. yeah. 
Yep, same. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I, I like alt tabbed. I like had to pause myself yeah. and be like, all right, I, 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 I had to like ready myself. And I think that there could have been better ways. I don't know what ways they could have done it, but I think there could have been better ways to show how bad BJ's dad was right. and what kind of environment they grew up in. I liked everything else about the home environment, like mm. the stuff about um, the the African-American girl Billy that a. he had a crush on. and I think I've thought about her as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked the stuff about his mom and like yeah. trying to protect, I mean, the, the typical stuff you see in you know, abusive domestic violence situations. Yeah. But um, I think that, especially that being the first thing you do, was just like, fuck, I'm really playing Wolfenstein, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I no don't know. kidding. Which is sad because everything else about that game, I think, is great. So, right. like, in terms of story. Do you think if you went back and played that section, you would be... Because I feel like the game won you over more than you're expecting. Hmm. So, I reckon if you went back to that moment, you would feel differently about it knowing what the rest of the game was like? No. No? I mean, yeah, that's fair. Like, I... It's still just... You know, a cutscene about shooting a dog. Yeah, like, like yeah, there's that, nothing. That, there's nothing. There's no other importance in there. I don't think. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I think there were better ways to show how cruel your dad was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit much, but it didn't really have anything. There wasn't a lot of value towards you actually shooting the dog. I think that's that's and what my they issue made a whole was. bit about it. Like yeah. it reminded me of when you get the apron and then the gloves and then the helmet in the first one and then you pick up the chainsaw and you start torturing the Nazi who's in the basement of Anya's grandparents. Oh, yeah. Mm. And that part has, like, meaning because, like, you can tell through that scene, like, this is BJ being fucking pissed. Yeah. Like, this is the first time he's going to have, like, an emotional reaction towards something because he just found out that the Nazis won the war. Yeah. And so that was, like, a I'm going to fuck shit up moment right now. And there's no real plot relevance because the general just gets like the whatever the commander or whatever, he just dies and he doesn't come back. And I don't think you get any information from him. No, it's more about just the release of that frustration. Whereas this is there's nothing. It's like it. a similar sort of set piece with nothing really much to it. Yeah, I mean, I found it interesting that they went back and tried to explain a bit more about BJ's personality. You know, he wasn't just soldier who was very good at being a soldier and just continued to be a good soldier. Yeah. Um. It was like, no, he's had some trouble. He had some problems with people treating others as less. Yeah. Um, like, I really, I really, um, um, I appreciated all the writing they had for Rip and all the ways he was talking. It was so, it was, it was all this rhetoric. It was all of this, you know, you don't know how hard I work and, you know, I'm down there every day at the, at the factory and they're laughing at me Mm. and, and all of these fellas are trying to steal my jobs and it was all this stuff. I was, I think that was really well written, but you're, you're right. The, do- the dog scene was kind of cheap. Um, I did appreciate just adding that extra dimension to BJ, though. Yeah, I did. And that was one of the issues I had with the first game. I don't feel like BJ was fleshed out enough for me to care. Yeah. About just a guy who had sex with yeah. Anya and yeah, like literally killed just, Nazis. Yeah, like, and that's exactly what I was expecting from a Wolfenstein game. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, like, I really appreciated his expansion of character in, in 2 yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys think about his existential crisis? Because I know I, I touched on so it already. Just, just before we go into that, I just want to quickly, briefly touch on the stuff sure. from this from the previous scene. So, 
there's so Wolfenstein in the other games they take real life characters and like put a twist on them. Okay. So so like for example, uh, I I don't know who you picked to die in the first one. Who who did you say? I save? mean, I picked Fergus to live. All right, so Fergus lived in yours, and was it Wyatt? Wyatt. Right, yeah. So in yours, you had Nikola Tesla as a character, like, uh, what? So so in the in the first game, there's a Nikola Tesla type character. I don't remember that. Do you remember the Jimi Hendrix type character, Jay? Vaguely. Yeah, maybe. like like they don't have much plot because I think they both die. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a character like someone who upgrades your weapons in your run. Is a riff of Nikola Tesla. Okay. Um, called Nikola, as in like female Nikola Tesla, and the one in your playthrough was a guitar, a left-hand guitarist, um, with who likes to smoke weed and has like a Jamaican background, called Jay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that is a riff of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. The Jimi Hendrix character is much cooler than Nikola, Nikola Tesla. One, which is probably why I don't remember it. Okay. Um, but so they do that a lot. So. You know, we'll talk about the Hitler scene. Um, but Billy, the young black girl yeah. who's friends with William, uh, is Billie Holiday. Oh, wow. Yeah, a famous jazz and blues singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rip is actually... Let me get the name right. Sorry, because if I get this wrong. Aloise Hitler, the father of Adolf, is heavily, heavily based on Hitler's dad. Which is really, really fucking interesting. Oh. Yeah. So Hit- wow. Hitler's dad is extremely similar to Rip Laskowitz, but also for some reason looks like Theodore Roosevelt. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why, because he's very clearly made to look like Theodore Roosevelt. He's very American. Yeah, but he's, he's, like, he's like Foghorn Leghorn level like <laughs> fucking speech. You don't understand, Sophia. I'm out there every day. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other characters. So Horton is based on Woody Guthrie, uh, who is a very, very active, what well, was a very active political musician. Okay. Um, Paris Jack is Theolonus Monk, who is also a clarinetist. Thelonious. Thelonious, is that how you say it? Okay. Um, so, and of course there was Ronald Reagan in, okay, we'll get to that. You, you forget that. What are you talking about? All right. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay, so... <laughs> are we talking about Wolfenstein 1 or 2? 2. What are we talking about? All right, so we'll get there. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of characters which... And they borrow from famous people all through this game. Okay. Which I think is one of the coolest things that this game does because mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't make a difference either way. Mm. But having, you know, William have a crush on, you know, Billie Holiday back well, in like the early fucking teens. A lot of that is important too because Billie Holiday like famously has a really tragic history yes um of abuse and overcoming like addiction at some point i think as well like, mm-hmm. like all jazz musicians from the 50s and 60s. <laughs> yeah sure did um but yeah no i think that has a bit of extra meaning there to it yeah i think that's what like stuff like that is what what makes me love Wolf, like wolfenstein so mm. much is because of the detail that they put into their entire world yeah and maybe if the story wasn't as strong, but the lore was still there and the characters were still there. It would still be almost just as good, I yeah. feel. It would make me appreciate it just as much. Yeah. Um, it's like how good the the Beatles rip-off band, Decafa, yeah. is. Like, you know, like... Just looking at them and you could tell, like, yeah, the like, way they hold the guitars. Yeah, and, like, it's, yeah. The, it's the Beatles. Um, you know, there's the Liesl 
films, which is yeah. like the big evil Nazi robot dog version of Lassie. <laughs> um, even the director is actually like a famous Nazi director. Oh, right. I like based off a famous Nazi uh, I director. I guess you just see how much work these devs are put into this. Mm. and it, Into the world. Into the world and into, yeah, like it's just. The, the set dressing makes it feel real. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I can name a game off the top of my head that does it like this. No, that's a good point. It is very unique in that way. Because it also cranks it up as well. Like, you know, like I think the closest thing I could think of would be like Red Dead 2 because of the the amount of detail that's in the world. But this is like... Well, this isn't just like the Nazis one. This is like the Nazis found like hidden ancient technology and then one and then took over with like... With ease. With like (laughs) hover jets and... And UFOs yeah. and and giant mech robots and like incredible future technology that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. So you want that we know of <laughs> in Area Fifty Two, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I so, don't. So you want to talk about Caroline? Yeah, and, and I guess be... and her impact on them. Sort of. BJ's already talking to himself when before Caroline dies, when he's in the wheelchair. He's already like and the previous game. I feel my legs feel like jelly. Anya, what am I gonna do? It's so big now. <laughs> I feel so small. Like it's just all this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just making all this shit up because he just he faffs on. Like he just shut up and do it, BJ. That's what you're there for. Ah, I don't know. He just his his giving up seems so not earned like if because he'd been asleep for five months why are you so tired for got hit by a nuke no he didn't he's degrading he didn't get hit by a nuke he was in the plane internally his body is like degrading yeah well they didn't try and fix him well, they did fix no him. one had any idea because they're all just like oh you've been asleep for a while but get up it's okay they weren't like looking at his blood like, he was asleep yeah, like, for five months he, and they had no idea yeah. that, like, he, he can, was getting physically weaker. He can feel it. But <laughs> it doesn't doesn't play with me. It doesn't play. If if he'd been a, if he'd been asleep for, like, three days, that's something different. He's been asleep for five months and they have no idea that his body is in a state of atrophy and that he's actually withering away. All the while still looking at his body and he's still ripped. Like, fuck that. <laughs> no way. I don't buy it at all. Not enough for him to spend the next five hours of this game going, Caroline, how do I Let me borrow your wings her, one more time, Caroline. How do I tell her that I'm not going to be here? Well, Caroline, I told her. Well, I think there's also... I'm not going to be here anymore. We know! But like, <laughs> I think it's also because Caroline is the one that started all of this. Like, this was her rebellion group. Yeah, no, and I get that. It, Caroline dies, and that's... It's a pretty fucking intense scene, too. Yes. Yeah, from like the very start of the game as well. Yeah. yeah. Did any of you feel that it was a bit weird that it almost directly mirrored the um, the the scene from Death's Head's compound in the first game, where you have to choose between Wyatt and um, and, and I mean, Fergus? It's different in that you don't have to choose anyone, I mean, in that it's a linear scene. But you you go in and you're there storming the storming the base, and you get captured, and someone dies, and you barely escape with your life, and it's all about making it personal. I mean, I feel like that was intentional. Like, I mean, maybe. Like, like I, I don't think it was weird because I was like, they're setting it up similarly to the first one. But 
you know, they're not making you make another choice, which would have felt like Too much. repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like this one is like, I, th- I feel like this one, is, I, I liked that it was so close to the first one because you have no agency in this one at all. That's and, true. And, and like the whole point of this scene is to make you watch. That made me feel like Caroline's death was just for the point of the plot structure though. Like, I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I feel like it was that and also so you could get the suit. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't have to die. She didn't have to die to give you the suit. No, but she had to die for Angle to be just the worst. Yeah, she was already the worst, but now she is just the worst. <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy it, but that's okay. That's just me. Um, How good does BJ look with that jacket over the suit? With oh, the little, so good. With, with, with the, the things with, poking yeah, out. With the yeah. things poking out. And he's so big. <laughs> he's so he's fucking so huge. Big. I loved him in that suit. And then he puts on the little the little radio on his head. Yeah, yeah, every time. <laughs> it's so quaint because <laughs> he puts it on so carefully. Yeah. Because um, if he closes his hand, it'll break. <laughs> this righteousness. It was, yeah, no, that was very good. I did like that a lot. Um, what did you guys think of Sigrun? I liked her a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I did too. She has a good arc. She does. I think it went on a little Is too long. Is this the Frau Engel's daughter? daughter? Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, she was she was okay. I really didn't like um, what they did with her like love triangle sort of situation. That was weird. I didn't think that was necessary, and it sort of based her her character only around the fact that she liked a dude, and she was a Nazi, <laughs> and like she wasn't really of help any other time but the end. Yeah, I think that's what I meant just then when I said it went on for a bit too long. Is yeah. like I feel like she could have had that confrontation with Grace much earlier. Yeah, and like. I don't know, because she, she's like, she gets put on at the beginning. Everyone thinks she's a Nazi. 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 She's fed up with it. Game ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, like... It's a very flat arc. I'm really not a fan of, like, uh, characters being made of fun of because they are overweight. Yeah. And yeah. being, like, the butt of that joke because of their weight. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that was just her character. That was all she was sort of... Like there was nothing else to her. I, mean, like, I, I don't think Angle's the only one who made that joke, though. Wasn't yeah, it? Uh, I feel like there was some people on the submarine that did too. I don't remember. That. Oh. I mean, I, you could be right. I just don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I mean, would have I, said I the same be, as Jeremy. I might, but I might be wrong as well, but I, I remember being rubbed the wrong way on the submarine as well as. Yeah, I mean, I, if you if you felt that way, I'm more than I I I'd very easily trust you with that regard because mm-hmm. you were you, like you were saying you you were feeling that way about it, so you 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 were, you were picking up what they were putting down mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, what I did like was that she got her moment. Like, like, like her yeah. her moment yeah. was late, yeah. but like I feel like the way she ended her own moment made the love triangle arc sort of worth it. Specifically, like the you know I will get it and I will move on, and I will use your body for my own personal personal <laughs> pleasure from and, time to time. And that's just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, just, that was, it's just fucking excellent. That was, just pretty, like, that was pretty good. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. And I also did like that I, at the very end, she was also like, I can't be a part of the death of my mother. Like, it's just something I'm just not able to do. Yeah. Um, because it would have been too forced for like, you know, everyone's fighting over a sword to kill Angle and then it falls at Sigrun's feet and she has to yeah. pick, like, it would have been like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, well, because the whole thing was that she was more compassionate than her mother, right? And that, yeah. that, And she was understanding and had feelings and cared about people. Including her mother. And I was like, at the very beginning, she was like, you allow black people on the boat? And then she ends up like falling in love with Bombate. Bombate, Mm -hmm. yeah. And fucking 
the scene when she's watching TV and she's like coughing at the cigarette smoke and it just pans over to Mulatto and he's looking directly at her <laughs> just with those like fuck me eyes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very good. Bombarde's character doesn't really go anywhere, but it's very fun to watch. He's just a weird sort of over the top doofus character. Yeah, he's just laughing all the goddamn time. Yeah. I want to talk about like, um, how to talk about the submarine for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, As in in it or do you mean the sex? No, like in like in like the actual big submarine. the U boat. Oh, yeah, the, the U boat. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry. Um, and the, one. <laughs> um, the sex one. I think like I love games that give you like a a place to call home, like yep. a, a home base. And I think that like you should play Mass Effect. No. Um, <laughs> I think I like the set pieces in like everyone's room and the set pieces in that whole ship like made exploring so fun and like just. The way that they did the conversations where you don't have to listen, but, like, mm. if you listen and you stay and listen, like, they go for a long time, but, yeah. like, and the they're characters so have funny and they're so, like, even the, even the, the characters that you don't have any cutscenes, like, big cutscenes, like, they still are interesting to listen to mm-hmm. um, if you want to. And, like, <laughs> I remember, I don't remember, the one I was listening to was about, like, um... This one of the I don't remember who it was was talking to um, Max House about um, this erotic book she was reading. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I saw this and, one, and it, it was like forever. Talk, it would forever. And she was talking about how the metaphors suck. Yeah, and like it was, uh, it was, it Max, was so Max good. House. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know, like stuff like that. It adds so much, and like I really, really enjoyed my time on the submarine. Even just exploring, like, and like exploring those places for the first time, like walking into the the club, the um, club, club crowds out for the first yeah. time. I was like, oh my god, this is so sweet! Like, yeah. it really felt homey, mm. you know, in a fucking submarine. Like, it was very cool. Yeah, very very cool. And the the, the clothes line, like hanging above, like um, like the 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 lobby section, yeah, I guess, the and, area. and the plants up everywhere and stuff. It was cool. And I did like how the game progressed on and he got more and more alliances. It started getting filled up with yeah. more and different types of people. Yeah. Um I I will say the layout of Eva's Hammer, I've played that game twice. <laughs> I still can't fucking tell you where anything is. Oh my god. <laughs> I got lost I got lost in that thing so much. So much. I w- I was gonna say the same thing. Um Like I love the design of it, but holy shit, the layout, I just cannot wrap my head around. It's so confusing. Yeah. That was a big turn off for me for Eva's Hammer at the first point because I remembered the original um, resistance house in the first one. And it was just so much easier to navigate that it wasn't a It was boring to see everyone. It was the place was it's in itself boring, I think. Um but Eva's Hammer was so hard to navigate at the start that it actually turned... It, I, I gave up on trying to find all this stuff. Really? And you know me, I love doing that stuff. Yeah. I love trying to find all this stuff. I got used to it and I ended up starting to navigate my way a bit more naturally around the place and just sprinting a bit more. And, but um, the amount of times I walked in a freaking circle. <laughs> yeah, and I think the part about it that made it feel like home the most was that party scene. Like, yeah. that they are all just so comfortable being amongst each other in this area which is like made to be theirs at this point um just them having little moments in different parts of the ship ending with here here yeah. and drinking more um 
I forgot how funny that scene is because yeah. I remember watching it for the first time going, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like BJ riding on the pig and like <laughs> fucking Max Hoss dancing on the table and then falling and then him going like Max Hoss and everyone going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's just, it's a delight. Yeah. That, that whole sequence. Um, Should we talk about Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. Director Hitler. Producer Hitler. Producer Hitler, my bad. Producer Hitler. That's right. Helen is the... Yes. Writer and director and whatever. Yeah, so mm. Hitler is living on Venus. Mm-hmm. He's old. He's barely living on Venus. Yeah, he's old, weak, paranoid, has no has memory loss issues, has no idea really what's actually going on. Yeah. And aside from the fact that it's on Venus, I think it's a pretty accurate representation of what would have happened if Nazis won World War II. <laughs> yeah. Because by the time the Nazis lost World War II, Hitler was taking... He had Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's disease. Did he? He had major Parkinson's. He was taking over 100 different types of medicine as he was dead. I as he was no dying. idea. Yeah. As he was dead. <laughs> he, he, was, he was losing his mind. He was losing his cognitive ability. He made Losing less, his body. He was losing everything. He was losing the war. He, um, <laughs> and if they had won, he, he would still be in it. He probably wouldn't have been as fragile as he would have been because I'm sure a lot of it was stress. Yeah. But if he had won the war they totally would have put him somewhere and he would write letters to the country, yeah. but he would not be in charge of anything. And he's not up there. He's literally like, a we can't kill him because he's the Fuhrer. He's the figurehead. Yeah. That but being, he's useless. That being said, like he serves absolutely nothing for the Reich. Yeah. So I think that was a very, very accurate way to show what ha- what Hitler would have been like in and after the war. Do you, you, you say all that stuff about his medications and stuff like that. Do you think it would have lasted that long to the mid-60s? Yeah, Who knows, it's it's I possible. Guess, um, I mean, in a world like this that has, like, fucking underwater suits yeah. and shit like that, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. And, you know, he would have been living with the best of everything. I th- yeah, I think no, it's that's possible. a good point. Um, so, you walk in, you pretend to be this actor. Yeah. Redfield. So you audition for your own the role of yourself. Yes, uh, you pretend to be Redfield, Red, Red, Red yeah, Redfield. Um, which I thought, I thought at the beginning was going to be like a Resident Evil thing, but it wasn't. Maybe uh, it was a Robert Redford thing. No, but he's not really. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but the other actors. So, so you don't know this. So, oh my god. So, while you're doing the audition, there's two. There's three other actors. Yeah. One of them is John Lennon. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he's got long hair, wavy. Colorful shirt. Yeah, if you read his, he looks like John Lennon. If you read his bio, he said he was in a band that was like a culturally like alternate band, and then the and then this is the, but but do not worry, mind Firo, the Ministry of Culture has infiltrated the movement, and it will be gone within the next five years. Oh my god! Um, it, there's some great fucking little moments in that area. Another one is an actor who I can't place. I feel like it might have been Marlon Brando, only on the fact that. He has cats and a lot of mistresses. Okay. So did Brando, but that's like that's all the connection I could find. Okay. The third one that gets shot, the, Mr. Hitler. The guy who says Mr. Hitler. Oh, right. The guy at the start. I'm from Arizona. That's Ronald Reagan. Oh, dear. <laughs> if it, so everybody's got chairs, which have got their names on the back of it. Yeah. He's the only one which is mostly covered, except that you can see the um, EN at the end. Well, you can get oh, up, A-N. You can get up um, once you get shot to pieces, though, right? Yeah, no, but you, you can walk around before that as well. But his chair is covered by a jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can't, like, read the back of his chair. And you, so you can't tell it says Reagan. Wow. Uh, 
R, so Ronald R is what he's credited as. Mm. Um, he sounds like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he sure as fucking shit acts like Ronald Reagan. Right. Like his voice is so, so, so old Reagan. Right. It's, it's, it also shows like the spinelessness of him. Yeah. He, he was sort of a bit like that. Oh, um, no, I didn't, I didn't mean that. It's like, like when I'm talking about satire, it's just like, the fucking tippy top of quality having mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan getting shot by Adolf Hitler <laughs> while doing like an audition for him. Yeah. It's just so fucking funny. I, when I found out, I literally like audibly went, <gasps> <laughs> because I was like, Oh my God, that's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so yeah. Like my favorite piece of them incorporating real life history into this fiction. Mm. Um, yeah. What did you think of their portrayal of Hitler as this gross, senile, dangerous old man who didn't know when to quit and was just pissing and vomiting everywhere? And <laughs> the most fucking realistic-looking vomit texture I've ever seen. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. It was an incredible performance mm. where he, like, wobbles around and, and his face and his speech yeah he just, he, he just lies down because it, it it he's tired like that entire scene in my mouth was open yeah. like yeah. the entire time i think like everyone hates hitler i mean most people hate hitler but like no did the thing right yeah step yeah. on his head yeah i didn't because i didn't know when to do it ah. um and then i went back and watched okay so um you, you're gonna even if you do i know <laughs> um but yeah, like having having a having Hitler be like this so putrid and disgusting and mm. like literally almost every body fluid was yeah, on the floor at some poo. stage. Yeah. Thank God. Um and like I think it, it it does it so well that makes you when you have the autonomy to stand up, the first thing you want to do mm. is stand on that man's head. Yeah. <laughs> He's laying on the ground, like prime just stump. Yeah. Um but I don't think I don't think there was a better, worse way to portray this man. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know. It was. It was so much. It was so much. <laughs> <laughs> this game is just so much. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was. I think. It, kind of, it. Just the way I guess I I take this game. It, it it was maybe too much for me. I was just like, this is it. it it's so putrid. Mm. Like this whole scene is just disgusting. Well, Hitler's portrayal was disgusting. Yeah, and you're right. Like, because portraying- your persona wasn't much better. <laughs> no, I know, right? And portraying him as anything else, like, I don't think I don't you think can. you want that. No, I don't. I don't want that. But man, it was gross. And then when you kill the guard in the box, and BJ just like goes oh. off script. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, and like you know, like. The amount of times he says Nazi assholes in this game yeah. is like I can't count, but it's like it's good every single and time. And it was much. like beautiful, perfect. We've got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like hire I, him immediately. <laughs> again, it goes back to that whole thing about like they really don't know shit, mm-hmm. and you know they're gonna hire him because they think he's a perfect representation of BJ. Just the sheer stupidity going on around yeah. the top brass. Yeah. Did you? Did any of you try? Like, did any of you not? shoot the guard when you first got the chance to I didn't shoot him I meleeed him well yeah well no because you melee him and you like grab his gun and you like oh, shoot his oh right yeah, yeah I didn't because I forgot when you melee him it grabs the gun and puts it and it prompts you to press the button 
Yeah. And so I like went to melee him once. I was like, oh, I don't want to shoot this guy because that, that would give my cover away, surely. <laughs> and so I melee him again and it puts the gun under his head and I don't pull the trigger. You know what happens when you when you melee but don't shoot twice? Doesn't he shove the gun he, in his face? He No, he just... Combat starts, he shoots you twice and you fall over dead. And oh, right. you restart. It's a game over. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> There's a better way to do that, surely. That no, was- because that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's realistic to the scene that they set. Yeah, but it same, wasn't. Same it if wasn't, you shoot Hitler, if it, you, you go to stomp Hitler, they shoot you and you die. Yeah, but there was uh, there was at least like that makes sense. But this there was no no verb, verbal cues or anything. It was just suddenly he starts shooting you and you take one shot and you're dead. Right. Unlike the rest of the game where you have to take a hundred million shots. Ah, frustrating. <laughs> Um. Who, so, did you pick Wyatt again, or did you pick Fergus again? Yeah. Right. So you had the L- L- LSD thing, mm-hmm. and you had Fergus being grumpy. Fergus has a prosthetic arm. That's right. I find that funny. Yeah, and that was good because his prosthetic arm can't control itself, and like it punches him in the head, and, <laughs> and he goes to ask this one person out at the during the party, and and as he goes to hand her the rose. His, his his metal arm just reaches out and just gropes her breast <laughs> and she freaks out and he's so angry with his arm and he gets drunk and he throws it away and you have to go find it after the party. That one, I think... Were you saying that... Uh, F- F- Fergus? Fergus. Fergus. Yeah. His, Scott, his storyline story is better than Wyatt's. Uh, yes and no. Fergus's one is more enjoyable, I think. Mm-hmm. Wyatt's one for a long time is just he's high and that's funny. Until the very end. Is, I mean, is what, it ever, what is it ever stated that he was doing drugs? Mm. I, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah he, he finds the LSD and he's okay. taking it. Because um, I don't know, I, I must have like missed that because like I assumed that he was he was a bit funny because of the, the wound, his head wound. Right, yeah, no, it was it was part of... So so when he talked to Thelonious... Thelonious. When he talked to Thelonious, he mentions that like... He, he talks to Fergus about like stop doing drugs and... Okay. Uh, but then when you find him later. But he does find it. Uh, he, he he does actually, like, you do see him, like, find it at the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts hallucinating for most of it. I really, I did like what they did. I mean, I know it was, a, like, the E3 trailers and stuff like that. But, like, when the, the they get to, is it um, Washington? Uh, is New, it New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. And, on uh, and like, the, he sees a lizard. And it's like um, Disney animated, like really like over the top, bright, bold colors yeah, animated. Yeah, like 2D and everything. It's really cool. Like I really enjoyed that. And I wish they sort of brought that back more. But um, I appreciated, um, do you know much about Wyatt's, what, what, what happened with Wyatt? So like instead of finding like the arm at the end of the party, you can't find Wyatt at all. Oh, yeah. right. Um, and it turns out like. And he's meant to be a pilot. Uh, uh, he's, he's meant to be he's, there. Yeah, he's meant to be there. Oh, okay. Um, Fergus's thing is he's the pilot. Yeah, we yeah. need the pilot to leave the ship to go take the ship. And um, why just like we need him? He right. um, is having like a suicidal breakdown in like the the shooting uh, gallery, like the very back. Right. Well, it's like under and like around yeah. this own area. Um, which I really appreciated because it it deals with BJ trying to be gentle and talk someone through something like that. Oh wow. And I, um. And I, I felt it was very, um, while it, a lot of it was stemmed from like LSD and, and hallucinogens, it was like 
um, I, I feel like it was a, a good representation of someone with more, like multiple personality disorder and and suicidal tendencies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then to see someone as big and <laughs> brutish as BJ help a friend like that um, was really great. And then the scene in the bed afterwards where where Wyatt no where BJ tells him he loves him oh. and stuff like that was like I don't know I I want to go back and play Fergus's but I think that scene alone probably made it for me. There's next to no sort of catharsis like that for Fergus. With yeah. This yeah. One. It, he, he, Max at one point draws on his shirt and Fergus gets angry. And the end of it when he's sober, because they've been trying to make, sober him up after the, the party while you find his arm. You bring his arm back. He wakes up. He's like, why are you waking me up? Haven't we got somewhere to be? And you're in the planning room and he says to Max, sorry, I yelled at you about my shirt. Mm. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And like, I didn't know about the suicide scene. So it caught me off guard, like it caught me majorly off guard because I wasn't expecting it at all, which is why I think that maybe Wyatt's story is actually better than Fergus's because yeah. like I enjoyed them. It sounds like they do something with it. Yeah, like they do something more meaningful with it, whereas I think a lot of, a lot, but like it also sort of comes out of nowhere a little bit because yeah. everything leading up to it is just like... Haha, <laughs> Wyatt's so funny. Yeah, like Wyatt's, Wyatt's so high, he's talking about space yeah. a lot. Um, that being said... They gave more canonicity towards Wyatt's storyline, mm. just in the very scene at the end when he's in the bed and he's got the the little dash issued artifact. Yep. He calls it a doorknob, yeah. which is then why Seth goes, "Oh my god!" And then he like runs off to like starts doing stuff, which I feel like is going to lead into the third one. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't happen in Fergus's one. No, Seth's just like, "What the fuck is this thing?" And then the game ends. Yeah. Which I thought was really odd that they didn't have. That's an such a big, scene. yeah, like yeah. a big story point. Did, I mean, um, did, but did they? You, did, well, how is it a big story point? What do they? Well, do I mean, it? it'll be used in the third one. It'll be some dashy should thing that they're going to use in the next one. Yeah, well, Seth, Seth will figure it out. Shoshana will. Yeah, smack like, him like, in the head. Like uh, I'm, I'm assuming they'll just have an equivalent scene in the next game. Can yeah. we talk about Shoshana? Yes. Remind me again who the cat monkey. Yes. Seth's, yes. Seth's yes. pet. Yes. I love <laughs> Shoshana. Oh yeah. And I love the way Seth talks to her. Yeah. Um and I've written down here um this is just a note that I've written down verbatim. The scene where Set introduces his cat monkey, which is Shoshana, is expertly done. Quote, This is not only my favorite animal, but perhaps my most significant scientific achievement. Yes, yes, you're significant. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Set I love Set as a character as so well. Yeah. He's so funny. So erratic, mm. but like really focused and he's got this um the way he talks as well is quite. Uh, I love listening to people with different accents and different mm. languages talk, but um, and like the way he intertwines like typical Jewish colloquialisms yeah. and like Hebrew words in his, you know, he calls him Shimshin at the beginning of yeah. the game. You know, he says Oyve all the time. Yeah, but it's it's such a caricature of what you'd expect from a character like that. Yeah, it's it's just like he's just a delight in every scene that he's in. Yeah, totally. Um, what else have we got here? I'm trying to think, what do you guys have in your notes? That was most of Should we talk about Grace? Sort of... I guess we spoke about Grace. Oh, no, Grace. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant... Yes. Yes, Grace. Um, Badass. Yeah. Fucking, like, incredible. Like, I'm... While, like, Caroline taking a step back was, like, sad. Dying was a sad. I feel like, like, yeah, giving a person of color, Mm. a woman of color, like, as, like, the leader of the revolution... Yeah. So good. Um, and she was so... She took no shit mm. at all. Yeah. Um, 
almost to a to a flaw, almost to a yeah. to a bad point because like she never gave Sigrun the chance. Um, but they they addressed that by yeah you know, letting Sigrun have a chance. Yeah. Um, I think, and oh, that was almost a test. I felt like, when are you gonna finally stand up? Oh, maybe. I, mean, I like, don't think she was being quite that well, like, like, conscious m- about it. M- maybe not that conscious, but when she stood up, she was like, you're coming with us. Yeah. Like, she was very like, all right, you can fucking take it. Mm. You earned it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, characters like this and, like, the diversity of the cast mm. um, was what made it so much better than the first one as well. Yep. Um, I think there are some diverse characters in the first one, if I remember properly, but like this is like on another level. Like they're not front and center in the same. Yeah. yeah, like and most of the game is most of the first game is set in Europe. Yeah, um, in like a Nazi-occupied Europe, mm. whereas this one's at least like America with revolutionaries. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's true. I mean, like not even like um, people of color, but like people from all around the world. Mm. Um, what I what I didn't like is that Anya like Anya in the first game I feel it was better um had more of a role than she did in the second one yeah I feel like in the second one I mean while she was pregnant she also was just sort of there like the start there for PJ to angst over and then yeah and then at the end I mean she had that really great scene and like you know was there like holding like two machine guns while like super super pregnant yeah um which i like i fucking love that they did that it's like you know like pregnancy you know doesn't you can still do like you know she's yeah. she very like autonomous and stuff yeah. but like i i wish that she had more uh more of like the depth that she did in the first game yeah totally she had a lot of agency in the first game mm. um the best moment I I thought with her character was when BJ's you know gotten over himself and he's in his new body, um, and he um I think it's 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 not a required scene but if you go to your cabin, um she's like sleeping she's like trying to go to sleep mm. and she's like hey can you just lie here with me for a bit yeah, yeah. I remember that um it's, it's actually like a gorgeous scene of them actually having a relationship um this is weird thing BJ says um. Is this real or I'm in heaven? And then Anya doesn't respond. And I wonder if they're like alluding to some like, you know, BJ never woke up or whatever, but it's this I don't understand I don't understand why it's very strange. She was sleeping. I think it was more he's just he's never had this. Right. Like he's only known war. Like very, very, very briefly does he ever have a moment that there's no action and it's quiet right and i think that's sort of you know because by the time he's in eva's hammer for the entire time at the beginning until he gets the new body yeah he's dying mm. <laughs> no he's so just woken up from being a literal head in the jar yeah like, so yeah so he's yeah, yeah jar head um yeah and grace is like so like when i said it before like the black panther movement so it's like it was like a it was it was a sort of sort of a black militia to an extent like it, it was a it was a it was a radical political group yeah a political action group um in during the civil rights movement and that is the epitome of grace's character like she yep. she is the ultimate black panther type character mm. um 
And so when you capture her seeing, you know, way more African Americans in the ship, yeah, was so noticeable. Mm. And, and, and like African American women as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like like a lot, a lot of like a lot of different types of people considering the ship up and down was like mostly just like white people. Yeah, and Bombardier. Yeah. Um, and that kind of was the first game, hey, because it was it was kind of focused on like, um, the Dati should stuff. It was more yeah. about. The Jewish technology and Jewish people trying to rise up. Yeah, which is which has also got its own baggage of like Jewish mysticism and stuff. Yeah, um, which is like a very common like trope to be using. Um, but I thought with everything else in this game being as extreme as it is, it it doesn't feel out of place. Yep, mm. especially considering it's like fucking Iron Man armor. Like like you said, it yeah. looks, <laughs> looks like the Destroyer from the first Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Honeycomb Destroyer. Yeah. Um, Did you want to talk about the music? I don't think I've spoken about that yet. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I think you guys should go for it. We were listening to some before, and like you were playing it, and I was like, "Oh, when does that play?" Oh, you're right, that did happen. That's cool. I think I think I I don't think I paid attention to it very much. Yeah, I think uh, all the music is so good, but it wasn't. I mean, it was utilized great, but like a lot of the times, like um, it wasn't sort of the forefront. Like Mm, you know, in in Doom, it is, and in Wolfenstein, it wasn't. And I feel like maybe it should have been. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the backdrop. Um, yep. But yep. Like, like you said, like what what you telling me, like you got to listen to it outside of the game. Yes, and then like when you do, it's like, oh my god! Like yeah. I wish this was in it more. Yeah, because it's not like the mix is bad in, yeah. in Wolfenstein. Like I remember, like when I was streaming it at the very beginning of me playing it again for the first time, I remember someone in the chat said like that the, the that the mix is like bad in this game, and that like the the audio. You, like you can't hear the music over like everything else a lot yeah. of the time, yeah. Um, which sucks because listening to the music, I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like, yeah. why is this not like at the very front of all of these scenes, like Doom? Yeah, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering it's the same composer, it feels like a a very what what could have been a very easily rectified mistake that they that they that was in the game towards uh, the end. Well, yeah, it may just be a design decision as well as the other thing. Mm. Yeah, I think which would and then it's just like a shame. Yeah, I mean, like the the cutscene music was really good. Like the, the for example, the one that r- sticks out in my head is the the getting ready one. With, yeah. Like you say the 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 the, uh, the dog for the first time. Yes. Um, like that that was like I remember that. That's coming directly off the back of the um the clarinet the scene. Debate scene. Yeah. Um, but I feel like yeah, the the music specifically when you you're in the middle of combat was. Just too quiet. Mm. Yeah, but you're right. Maybe maybe that was a design decision so you could focus on the other things that were happening. I suppose. I feel like, but then it... Doom. Yeah, it's the same similar thing. So like, yeah, yeah. I feel like if it was the, if it was a design decision, it's because they had it with the music at the level that people probably would have wanted it. Then they realized that you couldn't tell when you were getting shot at all. Yeah, yeah. And so they just turned it down, but then you still couldn't really tell when you were getting shot. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of. The yeah. courthouse scene. <laughs> oh, oh, is that why you guys didn't like it? Uh, I didn't. Ju- I didn't like it because it was too hard. Also, it's also very long. It's also very long. It was very long, and there, there was no way of telling how long it was going to go mm. for, especially yeah. because you get there and there's no guns or ammo or anything. Oh, the start was rough. The start it was so rough, and so I'm sitting there using all my ammo and using all my all the guns that I have and the, the two big machine guns at the back yeah. and not realizing that this is going to go for like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I think uh, 
it was an issue that I had with the first one as well, but I feel like um, I shouldn't have to, I mean, people do like this about games, but I don't like when I have to die, learn how to do it, and then do it again, and get a little bit further, die, do it again. Um, that's not sort of the sort of game that I want to play. And I was playing on the easiest, like the baby mode of yeah. this game, and I died maybe four or five times. Yeah, I died in the level above that, which is like one level below normal. Yeah, I probably died like two or three dozen times yeah. in this game. Like, it's just sometimes it just happens. Like, if you decide to melee a character because they're close, BJ takes so <laughs> long, and everyone just fucks you up. Yeah, yeah. and like, it, it, like you know, I've played this game before, and like you know. That scene, I remember, like not looking forward to it, and then getting there. And the the going... concept of it was very cool, though. Like, yeah, totally. Like, well, I actually enjoyed the courthouse scene, though, because like I, I was dying a lot during this game. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was about this. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't. Maybe it's just because I didn't, I didn't die too much. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. But maybe I just ran a lot. I, actually, I did. No, I remember doing. <laughs> it. I remember running and letting them come to me a lot. Um, I remember a lot of the time. With that scene specifically, because you don't know how long it takes, health management is way more important than you actually realize. Yeah. And so, not knowing when I can go and run and get health in between waves or, like, you know, I need to sparingly use it so I don't just, like, but run I feel, out. I feel like even the waves weren't set either. Like, no. it wasn't... It was just... People no. were always there. It wasn't very clear. Um, I, I think I liked it because it was BJ, like, like flexing out and, like, being as big as he actually like muscular as he actually was and like getting over his funk you know i i actually kind of liked the scene and it was and then i was so i was really invested yeah i i, I bought into this whole fantasy that he was having and then it cut me out i was like whoa yeah, and then i also ripped out of it yeah, yeah like i also hate those kind of things where you do something excellent and really cool and great and it turns out it was just a dream like yeah. um I mean, like, while, like, I think it was so satisfying, like, breaking out in the middle of the courthouse, like, it was so good, and I don't blame them for doing that. Like, yeah, like, it was so, it was so satisfying after everything he's been through, like. And all the TV cameras. Yeah, yeah. I also think it made, like, what actually happened more heavy, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because he's hopeless, because he's helpless, right? Yeah, because, like, you just broke out, and now you have to see it again i guess and it's also right after super special just got killed yeah um, after he explains this entire plan to you yeah and then like step one just completely fails yeah and he just gets fucking shot in the back yeah because they let him yeah in because they let him give you hope yeah and then the following scene i was just about to say should we talk about frau angles the horny gun scene yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I was, How can you forget about that? Well, no, what I, was, I, was about? Ta- I was talking about the scene where your head gets chopped off. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like the gun scene. Too uncomfortable for me. I hated it. Big sexy. Big sexy, though. Yeah, but like, <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about Listen, when I say like it gets too serious sometimes. Because I just saw I, that as okay. like really oppressive and dominating and like 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 abusive. You know, like I was just I saw it. I was just like, mm. I was streaming that scene and I went silent. <laughs> I was watching like like, pretty gold gun, very pretty, very beautiful gold gun in mouth. Yes. Oh my god! Frau Angle, evil, worst person imaginable. Charismatic as fuck. Honestly, like well, yeah, like big power stance. Mm. Yeah, full on, like you know, like you know would be the kind that you would be on the ground like like you know like w- like when she lifts the sword you know there's just so so much might and righteousness that there's like a level of like p- 
power attraction towards Ferengel, I think, and she, which she also has towards BJ. Mm. You know, like yeah, like th- there's another scene where she like compliments him or calls him like attractive in some twisted way. Yep. And then putting the gun in his mouth, it's such a, you know, like a gun that's also just hot. Like, you know, like, because like the gun starts burning his tongue. Yeah. It's very sadistically erotic, which Mm. also, so leading up to us doing this, I explored and... Where are we going? (laughs) Not not, not related to, yeah, not related to that. Um, I was looking online because I was trying to find out if because this game is revolution porn like th- th- yeah. this this game yep. is rebellious pornography to like the nth degree yeah and i think that's one of the reasons i love it so much because that story plot trope of rebelling against an oppressive force is like one of my all-time favorite like mm. star wars fucking like captain america yeah um there are so 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 many of these 1984 is another one this is like that on steroids. Mm. And so I was looking online at the history of re- specifically anti-American rebellious films. Sorry, sorry, anti-Nazi rebellious films done by Americans. And I found there's like this subculture of film called... What was it now? It was like something like called like Nazi Core or something. Nazi Core. And it was like this like very small amount of films made in like the 70s and 80s, which were extremely erotic like like probably like like honestly some of them are higher than r-rated right like some of them are like softcore porn films which were incredibly incredibly violent which dealt with like either nazis being very sadistic and then them getting their comeuppance or just like 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 war films against nazis and a lot of them were set in prisons Wow. Um, and it's like this really interesting sort of thing, which I never knew existed. Like, I never hear this. I've never heard this even spoken about. It sounds quite niche. It's super fucking niche. And so I watched one of those films to see what it was like. I had it on, like, times two speed in the back while I was doing uni work. And it was like... Times two fucking... Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> it was, like, intense. It was about, like, this 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 Nazi female prison with, like, prisoner of war camp yep. filled with women soldiers run by, like, a Frere Angle type character. Like, okay. like beautiful very very curvaceous blonde woman who was the warden of the prison and at the end and like, incredibly evil incredibly evil incredibly sadistic there's a lot of blood there's a lot of like like sexual abuse and a lot of like intense scenes mm. and at the end it's like at the, at the end of for some reason the, the Nazis won that one and they just blow up the prison because they don't want anyone to know what happened there it's, 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 it's really weird but like it, that was I feel like a lot of Wolfenstein 2 and 1 to an extent as well was inspired by that sort of subculture. Mm. Like, like Wolfenstein's a pretty horny game. Mm. Like, you know, the... You don't think? You don't think it's horny? I think it's I think very... At times it is. She puts your gun in your mouth and then... See, that that made me... And s- then asks if you like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I understood what <laughs> she was going for. It made me incredibly uncomfortable. Right. Because I didn't see that at all as sexual in the least because it was just it was just horrendous it was just this incredibly heinous scene it was it was a sexual power play yes but that didn't make it sexy for me right that made it worse that was using sex as a weapon that me as a spectator of that found 
even more threatening. Right. Not and and again, it's because maybe that's just again it, a part of me trying to buy into it, trying not to buy into it. What's real? What's what's too much? What's satire? Like maybe that's just a part of the whole way that I've my lens of how I play this game. But um, yeah, no, for me it, it just totally turned me off. Nothing, I guess nothing, not even like a little nothing. In that one, no, not no? me, okay. not then, because I, I, I don't know that. Nah. Not, not for me. <laughs> Similarly, the the part where Bombate and what's her name Sigrun Sigrun get caught having sex in the submarine. Yeah, that part, just like the, do you need this boat? <laughs> and just, yes, motherfucker. <laughs> just like it's just so like that yeah. was that was great. Yeah, like and you know. People on the boat would be fucking. Yep. Like they're in an enclosed space. They're not meeting anyone new. Yep. Like that would happen. And, and then and to the same extent, well, to a, to a similar extent, it's the same thing with Anya's um, bare-chested yep. shooting scene. Kits out, yeah. Like, like it. I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like I get it, and like I'm not trying to say you shouldn't feel that way about that scene. I, I think like also like like you were saying like a like revolution porn. It's like, um. The, the way it like the violence and like the blood and like everything about that is horny <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like bj is enjoying himself almost the entire time mm. to like um, caroline like sort of like it's like this game plays a lot i think a lot of how much bj is enjoying the war because a lot of the time it's showing that he's not Right, but a lot of but it's what it's also saying is like this is what he's just good at. Yeah, this is his element. Like, like he is a Nazi killing machine. He's I think that was like this. what his title was, and having like him become a literal figment terrorist named Terra Billy, <laughs> I think is like the embodiment of what they were trying to get across about BJ. Like it's same with the like the Demon Slayer in Doom, like doom in 2016 i think one of my favorite things about the story of that game is that doom has a story yeah it's yeah it does it's entirely forgettable yeah it is it's it's almost entirely forgettable there's one thing i love about the new doom story and that is that the demons that know about the demon slayer and are like actually scared of him yeah that, it's, that, it's he has done this for so long that word has spread about doom guy parts the, of their religion are about like the Doom Man will come and he will slaughter yeah. and nothing can be done. And I, I think that's the level, like, because that's a fairly subtle thing in Doom. Like, you can blink and miss it. Yeah, that's a world-building thing. Yeah, and I think that that's what Wolfenstein does so well a lot of the time is, like, this is happening, but how would everybody react to this happening? Mm. Um, so, you know, you know, the, again, the idea of him, them being a movie made about BJ after he was killed is just so... Fucking Hollywood. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, should we talk a bit about the combat a bit yeah, more? Yeah, I want to talk about the stealth a little bit. Yes, I was, I was just um, about to start with that. Go for it. I, I love the stealth in the first game. Like, I predominantly played most of the combat yep. scenes. Yep. Like, like leveled stealth. up all the hatchet yep. throwing. The hatchet the... throwing and the knife throwing. Like, use those. Like, I don't think I ever went in guns blazing yeah. to any, any, any combat scene at all. Um, in the second one, you just can't do that. At, yeah. Like at all, no, the stealth is so. I mean, the stealth the stealth was pretty bad in the first one in terms of you could stand behind someone and they wouldn't see you. Yeah, like, and I think that they uh, they realized that and they went too far in the opposite direction. Yeah, they tried to fix it and they made yeah. it worse. Yeah, and to the point where you can't even use the stealth. Basically, like I would try it and I would kill maybe three people before someone would see me. Yeah, and the fact that you only get I think I, I only ever had 
in in a combat scene, I would only ever have maybe two hatchets to use. Right. Like I just could not use and like any of like the 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 stealth kills or anything like that. Um, and also the what are they called? The guys with the sirens. The, the generals, the commanders, yeah, yeah. like commandant, uber commandos. <laughs> I feel like in the first one, like it was really uh, easy, well, not easy, but like um, rewarding to go and find them first and kill them first, and then take out everyone else. Yeah, but I don't think you could do that at all in the second one. They were always through a sea of minions, yep. um, or the stealth would be too hard to get around everyone else first. Yep. Like, um, and I think like the the commanders in the first one, they were always like. That was the chest at the end of the dungeon, basically. Yeah. And in this one, they were just they just happened to be there. Yeah. It didn't it didn't add any like th- their positions very rarely mattered to the context of the world. Like they were just patrolling like everyone else as if they would be. Yeah. But in the first one, like a lot of the time, you know, sometimes they're asleep at their desk. Yeah. Or, you know, they're listening to music, or, you know, they're in like the plans room, which yeah. is designed around the corridors you can take to get to the plan room to shut him down. Yeah. Whereas this one it was nothing. Yeah. It's a shitty dude with a shitty gun. Yeah. I had I had a few more hatchets than you did, I think. And I think the more you can carry is based on, you know, you have those um, levels that you do. The more you do X, you get more, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, the amount of times I threw my hatchet and it disintegrated from existence. Yeah. It made me so mad. Which is such a shame because that was such a good part of Wolfenstein 1 it's like mm. hitting them perfectly and having them fall down yeah. like I don't think I got maybe maybe one or two of those kills but like nothing like the first one at all yeah totally I tried using it as much as I could like I tried to continue doing it but the amount of times you just had to get through this linear section it was impossible it was like if you're lucky you thin the herd at the front mm. and then you've just got to make your way to the commander and kill him because unless you do that there's just going to be more enemies it was impossible and yeah. the, just the ah. Uh, it probably happened about thirty percent of the time. I throw the hatchet, and it and it 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 wasn't on the ground. It didn't throw and miss. It just disappeared from existence. Mm. Yeah. It was so frustrating because they're they're a precious resource, right? When you throw one, you pick one up. You're like, okay, good. I've got my very valuable one hit kill weapon here with me. Mm. And I'd be like, all right, I've, I'm gonna line it up. And I had like four hatchets or something. I'd be like, toss. Oh, it didn't work. Move to the side. I guess I'm clipping in with the cable car above my head or something and throw it again and disappeared. I'm like, oh my god, throw the next one, hits him in the chest, doesn't kill him in one hit. They raise the alarm and it's like, well fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think something that I think the biggest sorry to interrupt, no, but no. I think the biggest problem with the stealth in this is that it encourages you to be stealthy by having almost every level have like five of those commander sections. So many. Like, mm-hmm. One hey, after another. Hey, go if you kill them first, they won't call the alarm. So many sections mm. where you go in first and that's fine. But then there's no stealth indicators. You don't have like you can't mark enemies. I mean, that was that was my issue with the first one as well. There was no stealth indicator at yep. all. And I feel like if they added even like the the smallest like bar or like, yep. you know, something, anything like, like that the would Skyrim be better. eye. Yeah, yes. like anything anything like that at all. Like it doesn't have to be in the middle of the screen. Like just something it would would have worked so much better and I, they didn't do it in this game either. Yeah. And like, I it, like I went stealth the first time I played it. Didn't really have a lot of fun. This time, double shotty almost the entire way through. Yeah. Yeah. Had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, double shotty fucking rips through everything in this game. Totally. And they should have really convinced you to want to play that more because, like, I enjoyed some of the combat sections way more in doing that just going like you know oh a stealth section time to load up my double shotguns and run through yeah like well do, do not vo- do not fucking stop moving 
had so much more fun. Yeah. Well, you, you say, you know, I feel like they should have made you want to play that way, but they did make me want to play that way more by making the stealth section so bad. <laughs> like, they just made me give up. Well, I don't, they, I don't they, think they should have I... designed the levels around that. Yes. I don't think I ever drill wheeled in this, in this game, though. I right. did it in the first one, but, like, I don't think... I don't. I didn't do it they, at they, all. They, they I did made it feel, rarely. They made yeah. it feel better in this one because you can have different weapons on different hands. Yeah, I think it was like it was almost like too much. <laughs> but, yeah, but like I don't know. It was like this is too too many guns. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to deal with this. The way I like doing it, if I did dual wield, it was usually like energy cannon in the right hand, and then um, the rifle, the like assault rifle with the um, the the chest pad one, like the one with the. The one with the scope, if you want, yep. if you upgrade it, and and also like the armor piercing rounds, because that's like a yeah. four shot kill to the to the big boys. As if that's low, <laughs> like a four shot kill to like the standard enemies, and then with the energy with the energy laser, that was like a three shot kill to the um the big to the to the to the big one. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. What do you guys think of the upgrade system? I don't remember what the first one was like. Neither do I, honestly. It, uh, it, was, it was fine. It was the first one. It was more linear. It was like four different trees we could just go down. Yeah. Um. um I mean, like, like uh. Uh, the weapon, weapon upgrades. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about the worst first one. I don't yeah. remember what's in it. Second one, it was fine. It was fine. I kind of wish that... I like about it a bunch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the time it was like, um, you're just unlocking and like when you have enough points, you just have all of them. Yeah. Which I, I would like almost prefer. It's like at the start, I was like, well, I might get this one and then like um, I'll swap it out to that one if I need it. But like it was all just like, well, I can just have both now. Oh, I um, never I never got enough. I didn't feel like... No, like I, I, I missed some. Because I went back to get the contraptions and go through the old areas. It's like, oh shit, I missed that. Oh shit, I missed that one too. Like, yeah, I, um, I feel like it would have been better if they you had that sort of concept, like um, reward consequence, like kind of thing. It's like, well, I may as well keep this on, but I might not have enough ammo to do that. So, like, right, I, I, you know, I can right. have like the armor piercing, like, but I only have like, like Deus Ex, ten shots. You know, like changing your augmentations. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the combat wasn't why I played the game. Yeah. So. yeah. Did anyone upgrade their pistol at all? No, I had a silencer to it. I say I put the silencer on the um, machine gun, the right. yeah, submachine gun. So, um, which upgrade? Which upgrade to BJ did we all pick initially? Leggies. Leggies. Right. Yep. I, my first playthrough, legs as well. Mm. Um, this time, rams. Ramshackle. Ramshackle. Best upgrade. Best upgrade. Best upgrade. So the no one way. that you can compress yourself through those small holes. No, that's oh. the constrictor it, harness. It's the, it's the shoulder harness one. Yeah. So what? It's the you run into people and they hurt. They die. Cool. they die. They die. They just die. Oh, maybe that's how why. Did, you how had did you get that. over uh, like the obstacles and stuff like that? So the way they're designed is there's a breakable door for people who've got the ramshackles. Yeah. There's okay. a little hole for the for the chest compressor the, uh, and also another one. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I remember seeing like the little holes, but I don't remember seeing what the, what the third one would be. Well, the third one, they were those. They were those yellow grates, so you could like see through the door, uh, okay. but you couldn't get through it. Yeah. Sometimes they were like cracked uh, cement as well. Oh, that makes sense. In like New Orleans. Do you know that one where you had to blow up the gas yeah. tank that yeah. was underneath? Yeah. yeah. I, I was, was confused using so many fucking grenades for it. Yeah. But um, then they then they um they just give you the objective marker. Yeah. Which helped. I think BJ says something like gotta go underground. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um so are there any sort of like final moments that you guys want to talk about? I've got a few spare notes here. Mm-hmm. Um one of them is one of the crew members is Felix Baumgartner. Which, for those of you who don't know, is the the guy who like sponsored by Red Bull and did the like stratosphere dive from the sky in like 2011. <laughs> oh yeah! Like it's actually just his name in there. He's just <laughs> shouted out in this game. That's funny. He's just one of the random crew members. I don't think he's got any voice lines. But after the party, I saw him lying down on a gurney in the med bay. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a big jump. A oh, very big jump <laughs> in 50 years. Um, yeah. Um, I liked the professor. 
as Horton introduces her, the sniper. Oh, yes. Um, you find out later that her name is Mary Sue. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I think is great. Just, like, excellent. Just, like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. And she's um, she's the one who has that um, that uh, the, the, literature the, conversation yeah. with um, Max Haas. Yeah, that's oh, right. is that yeah, her? Yeah, right. yeah, before, that is. Um, before he takes her to his room and puts the art up on the wall, yeah. she's like, oh, can I just sit here and look, look at this for a while? And he's like, Max Haas. She's also the one that Bombate starts the ah, sleeping with. Yeah. That's right. Um, bad party. Uh Did you all feed the pig? Yes. Yeah. Good. I didn't know how to for a while and I was confused. I but was... I found potatoes and I was like, somehow I have to find my way back to her. <laughs> <laughs> it will take me 20 minutes, but I will be there. And the, dis- the disco ball like, in the, like, the yeah. top corner. Yeah. Um, I was terrified. Like, I was so sure that pig was going to die. Oh, totally. Mm. Well, they start by saying, all right, Max, you got to go. And Max is like, Max, Haas, Max, Haas, Max, Haas. Yeah. <laughs> um. The, the line I've got here for the pig, I, I wrote it out to you guys before. I just wrote, Rose of the pig, dot, dot, dot. The fuck do they have a pig down here for? <laughs> Very cute, though. Yeah, no, BJ like, writing it so good. <laughs> I felt bad for the pig. <laughs> um, there's this one, you know, in that final scene when they're boarding the Ausmercer, um, Frau Engel ship, mm. um, and the helicopter, like, flies into the undercarriage yeah. of the ship and then, like, closes its wings yeah. and then, like, dives back the other way. And, and they jump out and then it, it was so cool they have the, the helicopter come back and do it again they, yeah. it dives jumps back up yeah, dives d- down d- and the, d- missile, the missile unlocks the door for them oh that was sweet yeah. and then so Anya cool. gets out and she's fucking eight months pregnant oh my yeah. god <laughs> and she combat doing? rolls out of a moving <laughs> <Yeah>. helicopter <laughs> onto another moving like airship uh, that was like I cut. <laughs> why was she the one on that mission why was it like it should have been Bombate no they no, needed her, need her titty out sheet was it, was it Bombate's the pilot in this one when you don't have Fergus but I had Fergus yeah so what you want to miss out I mean no that moment like yeah you had to have that moment but man it was silly <laughs> it's so silly <laughs> but uh, I don't know what about the gigantic Ausmercer. Ausmercer. Like, does it pick you up in in the... In the first one. In the, in the, like, it, pick, it picks up the submarine or does it just so raise the submarine? it clamps the submarine. That's right. And then right. there's like a sky bridge that goes to and from it. Like, hell of a fucking beginning. Yeah. That and... Don't like, remember that? It's, it's, very, it's very when be- they capture Caroline. When the, the ship's oh, being yeah, taken yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then picking up the house later after, oh, after yeah, you kill your that's dad. Cool. That scene is incredible. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of Titanfall 2 for very good reason. If it's reminding me of Titanfall 2's level design, oh, 10 right. points to you. You've done a great job. <laughs> because the house going on its side and you're trying to run through it yeah. and all of the woods just falling and crashing about you and that megaphone with Frau Engel's voice is like, we found you, Terra Billy. You're not getting away from us. And it was just... That was an incredible scene. And then you just fall and fall and the house falls around you. Ah, oh, remarkable. The um the scene at the end, um, as well as it being like possibly the most satisfying way to kill that woman. Oh, like, with, the, with the hatchet? With, with the hatchet and also on TV, like live yeah. broadcasting and you sneaking up while she's talking shit. Like it's, oh, like I don't think they could have done that any better than what they did. And then like, at the end, after after the big spiel in in into the camera, and um, BJ just slips the wedding ring off of Frank's yeah. finger, and it just gets down on his knee right there. Because that <laughs> was like, so sad when she just, when she takes that. It yeah. was like oh. But also, it just like it it, it 
caps everything off so well is like this stupid like you know just sliding it straight off this dead woman's finger yeah and onto like Anya's it was yeah, it like, was like, so good onto your soon to be wife yeah. yeah and she's so she's so in for it she's like oh William <laughs> um we didn't really talk much about like we talked about it just very briefly, but the the scene in in the Nazi occupied America, the, the, oh, the, there's, there's with the, the, there's with the, the KKK piece. walking around. Yeah, there's a set piece. The there's, Victory Day. Did y'all like listen to the conversations that were yeah. around? Some great little just bits, yep. like like there's a soldier who's giving the KKK like German lessons, mm. and they're like, "Oh, so sorry, it's yeah. hard, but we're we're doing our best." And they're like, "Good, good, you'll make good citizens. Now run along." Yeah. And the KKK are sort of like these like younger brothers for the Nazis. Yeah, and like you know, even even like like the KKK are just like such fucking morons in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. and like even the Nazis are like oh, no, these so. guys. Like these guys are just fucking posers. Like yeah. they don't know shit. <laughs> and like there's also an- the civilians. Yeah, like, did you listen to the conversation between the woman who was talking to the commandant? Yeah, yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you know, like, I, I just love, I love, Ge- I love German like culture and everything." And she's yeah, like, she's just good, like, good, good, and being the biggest kiss ass. Yeah, and then she's like, even those stupid Austrians or whatever. And the commandant is like, "Excuse me, like, my mother is Austrian." No, not that. It's, the Führer is Austrian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like, you, did you not know that the Führer was born in Austria? And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." She's yeah. like, "I could have you severely punished for such a <laughs> such a heinous thing to be said." Stuff yeah. like that. Um, so many great details in that in that whole scene. Definitely. Um, and then super special running running the diner. Yeah, running the diner, like the the all American diner. Yeah. Um, when he goes nuts about the UFOs, yeah, that was one of the in the basement. F- that was one of the that fucking was, that was very funniest good. scenes. And and BJ's trying to be level headed. He's like, "Well, actually, we know what it is. Yeah, it's it's not you. He always led with, "Well, it's not UFOs. Yeah, and Spesh would just like fly off from that. Like, well, you what know- was that? There was um, that's right. What did what was his what did what did what was um Super Special's like final words? It was like. Showtime or something, wasn't no, it? No, no, like, it was something related to that. And, ah. Uh, oh. Do you remember? I'll look it up. Yeah, no, and because he has to tell Grace. Yep. Um, and Grace was like, that's oh, so that's like him. Right. Yeah. Uh, Those are like fucking aliens, man, or something yeah, like that. Something, yeah, something stupid like that. Like that. There was, and there's just a part of that scene. At that scene, after you kill the commander, and um, he, um, and Super Special, like, puts the gun to, to BJ... And is like, how do I know you're no alien? Like, yeah. suck up. And BJ's like, take this gun away from my head right now before I turn you into paste or whatever he yeah. says. And like, Spech holds it for a second. He's like, I'm just fucking with you, Terra Billy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, I love how he's in the middle of this crazy fucking rant. And BJ just takes off his like backpack and he's like, I've got a nuke in here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to somehow get him to stop. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, Yes, he's just like he's just <laughs> freaking out that they have a nuke to use. Yep. Um, there's a couple of notes, like there's a couple of things I found with like the with the notes that they leave that were a bit hit or miss. Like I barely read. I I wish I wish I had like I barely read any of the notes, which I regret because like they're part of why I I like the overall like law concept. But like there was so much text. There was a lot of so the time. many, and some of it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Honestly, I probably yeah. read about twenty percent. Mm. Yeah, but there was one of them where it was like, um, uh, I've written here, but there was this bit that where they 
described that this part written by an adult and then the next bit under there is yeah. this part written by a child. I was like, that's really lackluster. Yeah. Like, show, don't tell. Don't put that in there or just figure it out. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, when you're on the Ausmercer, you can find this note in like the sides, like in when you're in one of the fan belts or whatever. Um, and, it, and it's describing how the tunnel's a security risk and how it needs to be looked at. Yeah. And you've just, you found it because it is a security risk and you've gone <laughs> through it. I was like, that's great. Um, one of my favorite things about the notes in that game, because like I've read a lot of them and a lot of them I'm like, okay. And then I just kept on going. Yeah. Um, so when the allies were in Europe in World War II, that was like sort of one of the one of the major things for the first time that sort of brought Europe to America, like the idea of another beautiful side of the world. And so post World War II, a lot of the troops went back to Europe, and, right? And that created an incredibly huge exportation of tourism in America. Mm. And a lot of them, you know, married you know women they met in Europe. Yep. Um, a lot of them met, you know, f- best friends and family members, or like future family members, yep. while they were stationed there. Because some like of them comrades from uh, like other yeah, from yeah, yeah, the exactly. British side, or yeah. and you know, like you know, in some parts of Europe, but like I know specifically the part of Italy that my family is from, it was uh, under Allied occupation for ten years after the war. Like that's a oh, long, wow. long time. Like that's it, and so that's why that's also why a lot of like Italian immigrants went to America because they were part they hung around America. Yeah. Um, you know, my my granddad worked in a bowling alley in the middle of like country Italy because the Americans built it. Yeah. While wow. they were there. You know, he grew up like drinking Coca Cola. Oh and my god. Stuff, it's, you know? it's like it's like that victory day scene it when is. you're just in the and middle. So, and so that's exactly I think one of the reasons I loved some of the some of the like less important parts because it remind me of American soldiers in Europe, except this was German soldiers in America sometimes sending letters back to like their family in Germany going yep. like you should you know we should all move here and I can buy a farm and it's like it's a beautiful country you know it's it's you know it is it is an it is an American country but there are some beautiful landscapes here and you know like we can like you know we can finally have a family here and something like that mm. and it gave me like major flashbacks to like seeing movies and watching documentaries of American soldiers finding how beautiful Europe can be. Right. Um, and I thought some of that stuff was just like so like beautiful in terms of having some character to these like uh, faceless soldiers. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, really appreciated that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Some of it was, yeah, like, like you know, I read it and I went, okay. But some of it, like some of the more meaningful letters towards other members like really, really went appreciated. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It was just a shame they were buried so much. <laughs> they were fucking everywhere. Yeah, and a lot of the time, I'm like, eh, I just want to keep fighting. Yep, yep. Um, after the revolution starts, you walk around on Eva's hammer. None of the main characters are there anymore because they're all on the Ausmercer, I mm-hmm. think. So Grace is like, so we're gonna run point down here for you to do all the Enigma code missions. So snore. Um. But one of the one of the characters, right? All of their voice lines changed. They're like, "Hey, so we did it, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it's always what this person says. Like, I kind of, I kind of gave the thing away. But this person, I walk up to them and they say, "Revolution started, huh?" I'm like, "All right, if, if that's all that means to you, sure. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of the game." <laughs> oh, it was very funny. Did you guys have to? Did you guys do many of the missions on the Eva's Hammer, no. like the side missions? Um, some. Yeah. Um, I remember 
there was a guy in the shooting range that he had to save because he oh yeah there was a guy who meds. was off his meds yeah that um, was good because they I foreshadowed remember, that I remember yeah. that because they were talking the about it and time. he was like oh yes I know I'll keep taking my meds you don't have to tell me and then like two scenes later he I liked that one yeah there was I feel like there was another one something about refueling the hangar maybe that was the main game I don't remember I didn't do many yeah. Um, there was Aside from the rat. The, the rat. rat. I was just about to the say rat. that. So there's this one guy who's like, "Oh, terribly, thank God you're here." I was stocking up the um the storeroom for the for the shooting range, and there was this big ass mutant rat that came at me. It's a terror to all of us. We need to kill it before it can go in there. But I put I just, it under the box, and I, I'm not going to touch it anymore. I because- just can't do it. <laughs> can you do it for me, please? It's endangering the whole ship. Um, and like you, you get up to it and you, you're like freaking out a little bit because like it's under this box and you got to lift up this box and it's just like a tiny little rat that runs away and what does BJ say? It's like, you ain't see, your I, fault. I, I, ain't I, your fault you're a rat. Yeah, that's what he says. Run and hide, little guy. <laughs> ain't your fault you're a rat. <laughs> it's so so cute and it speaks to his character again yeah. and what he's talking about and why he believes in other people who are being oppressed. You know, It's not your fault you're stuck in Germany with a fascist dictator sort of a deal. Um I feel like I, I just just a cup just one or two other little things. Um did any of you guys have anything else? I don't think so. They Not particularly. Out. I liked the first time you meet Grace and Super Spurge, how they like they try and kill you and then Grace that throws was, the like the dud grenade. That was in the E three trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. Um Yeah, and then immediately she's like, Alright, I trust this guy. He tried to I, th- I think I think you push you push one of the two away. You push Grace away, and you you protect Spesh with your body. Right? Yeah, that yeah. Like yeah. I think your armored body just mm. sort of goes over the grenade, and the head goes up. The yeah. helmet comes on. Yeah. Um, there's one final sort of wrinkle to this, and it's a, I don't want to talk on it for too long because we've been going a bit, but I just sort of want to touch on this because um, I think it's important given the important given the sort of ideologicalness, not a word of this um, of this game. I was talking to my partner, Sam, and they had been talking to a colleague of theirs. Um, and this colleague of theirs has a partner who has been talking to them about how the Holocaust didn't happen. Right. Okay. And so Sam mentioned this to me because, you know... Big yikes. They Yeah, right. They knew we were, we were recording this and what the game was about and stuff like that and sort of wanted to mention this, that there are people in the world who still believe and have their own opinions that um, either the Holocaust didn't happen or whether that's because it was impossible or why would they do that or that, um, you know, maybe it goes further than like, oh, this is a logical impossibility to like, I believe that people should not should and shouldn't be in existence and we should treat them differently and stuff like that when it goes to an ideological sort of like... Fascism. Scary point. Yeah, exactly. Um it's, I think it's important to point out, I think it was important to point out just that there are people who sort of prescribe to the ideologies of the, of the, um, of the, the villains of this game. And they're sort of made to be like, Hey, wouldn't this be funny if these people existed nowadays? Um, but they kind of still do some ways. Some people, some people do. And like, Sam's talking about how this colleague of theirs, you know, they've been hearing so much about it that they kind of now start to believe a bit about whether the Holocaust did actually happen or not. The thing is, like, that wasn't that long ago. No. 
and I think that that like that is scary. <laughs> it, yeah, totally. It's scary that something that is relatively recent, like Sam said, what happens as soon as um, there are no longer people Survivors. alive to say, "Hey, I was there. This is what happened." Mm. Like, why don't just because I'm standing in front of you doesn't mean now you have to believe me. You can believe me. In it. Yeah. Why, yeah. When you're reading my words, as not just hearing them. Um, like I've 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 been to the Holocaust Museum in Melbourne on on, on a school excursion, and I've heard people talk about what it was like to be like from from someone's mouth what it was like to be in uh in a um I'm blanking on the word in a, in the camp in a in a, a concentration, concentration camp, camp um at the end of the war um and they were talking about how the Nazis knew they were losing so they were they were marching all the prisoners um to like safer areas through yeah. the middle of winter or something like that. And it was it was as bad as if anyone tripped or stumbled or fell. And they were all weak, of course, because they were, had, hadn't been well fed, looked after. If any of them fell or was um, holding up the line at all, they just got shot down and yeah. then everyone had to keep moving. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, I, like, I don't think we could take it anywhere, but it's... I mean, well, like, it's, it's also very prevalent. Like, the ending of this movie reminds me a lot, like, if you haven't seen The Black Klansman... The very ending of the movie doesn't follow from the story, but what Spike Jones decided to do, because because the, the movie is a lot about like a lot of the movie is dunking on the KKK yeah. and dunking on people who believe that stuff, and it's 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 a, like Spike Jones is a is a black director, very very evocative director. And, Great name, yeah. Like and Spike ended the movie with footage from Charlottesville's um, Nazi rally. The, right. the the Unite the Right fascism rally that went on in 2016 and also linked it to rhetoric that, like, Trump had been saying, you know, yeah, like, yep, that, yep, like yep. they're not all bad, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, more recent than that, when I went viral about my fuck Fraser Randing, who was an Australian <laughs> Nazi sympathizer slash fascist... Yeah. The, the tweet went very viral and I got a lot of interesting people in my mentions. Yeah. Some of them telling me to fuck off. I'm a lefty snowflake, yada, yada, yada. And it's weird having like a first online firsthand interaction with people who are like literally fascist. Yeah. Um, who are believing someone like Fraser Ranning with his so like, which is with his clearly terrible rhetoric. Yeah. Like th- th- there's, there's a, at some point you're just going to stop believing anything that doesn't support your ideology. Yep. And I think that's a lot of, you know, I remember when this game got announced and people were calling it a political statement to say, <laughs> get the Nazis the fuck out of America. Yeah, I know. There was all this marketing stuff about how the Nazis were bad. And and, and, and this was before Charlottesville. Like, th- this, yeah, w- this yep. was well before that. And it was, like, I remember, mo- I remember watching the news when that was happening going, like, I can't fucking believe this. Like, I can't fucking believe that this is actually happening. Mm. And so I think this game's message around that was good. And it, it, it shows, you know, like that when people get pissed off that you're killing Nazis, there's obviously something wrong with these people. And these aren't, you know, they're not people in a bubble. Yeah. Because they haven't been, like, very recently. Like, you know, they're being, uh, glor- not, not glorified, but they're being accepted into a conversation which should have been, like, stamped out, like, years and years and years and years and years ago. Yeah, exactly. So there is like a level of like, how oh, wouldn't that be funny if there were Nazis in America? Mm. 
you know, like then like we actually saw Nazis in America. Yeah, totally. Um, I th- it, sorry. No, I mean, like, yeah, it was just like I remember just seeing that and being just so disgusted that that was there. And he, like, oh man, imagine if that happened in my country. Yeah. Now Fraser Rang to Senator. You know, it's it, it can happen anywhere. So I think this message is this this game's ending message. I think is you know, two Americans in the game. But it's also a very heavily anti-fascist message. Yep. You know, like, this is, well, like, in the game, this is their America. Like, this is the America for everybody. Mm. Um, that means get, was, the, get the fuck out of America for that, the fascists. Yeah, like, that, fi- that final... I don't know if it was the same if you had Wyatt saying it. I'm assuming it was the same. No, because... Because Wyatt's... Yeah, it, it, it's different. It, it's just... I think it's just as good. I think Wyatt's one, I think it was a bit better. Yeah. Fergus doesn't say much he just he just you just see him basically at the end of his like screaming at the camera and he's like whoa i'm out of breath from yeah. screaming at the camera why why it's very like calm and and like reserved reserved about, about, it. about it and like it it, it w- i think that specifically was the moment that tied it into like yeah like into real life and was like hey like this is relevant now mm-hmm. and like he- hearing it was like it was like it's almost a shock like I, I don't know it was it was very good and I, I'm very appreciative of what they did with that yeah I, I love that they they nailed their stand they were like hey no our story is that the Nazis are bad people and that even if there are some similarities we drawn now that it's still the standpoint of saying Nazis are bad people mm-hmm. and, and it that- was uh, sorry you go no you it was just a lot of uh like stand up for yourself and stand up for what you think is right and yeah. like yeah like and don't let this, this happen this country in this world is for everyone mm. and i don't know it was very important i think yeah i think the, th- the thing that makes me think is i you know i i espouse sort of i sort of hold this belief in myself that um everyone has a right to their opinion right everyone has the right to feel the way they feel and come to their own conclusions or be influenced by whoever they see and are inspired by and whatever. But as soon as that means that, um, as soon as your beliefs and your um, rhetoric and your just, I don't know, outlook on life starts excluding others, looking down on others and saying that people are lesser than you or should be lesser than you, then that's 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 a no-go. And those people no longer have a seat at the table for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and uh, especially with, like, you know, lang- language coming out of, like, some of, some very hardline right-wing people, mm. it's very, like, normalizing is the word I was trying to find earlier. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a normalization of hatred, which I think is so... Like it's everywhere. Like, like you, you can see it everywhere more than more than you used to be able to, yeah. or at least now it's found a voice and a direction. Yeah, in a small pocket where they're not immediately stamped. I out. think. Yeah. yeah, I think especially online, yeah. and I think for yeah. all of us being on online a lot, um, in the last couple of years, especially, like it, it's, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. The, th- the it's thing scary. That it's really, scary. Yeah, it is. The thing that stood out to me the most was when uh, Trump got elected. And um, Sam was hearing things from people they follow on Instagram in America saying, I walked down the street today in my neighborhood and I no longer feel safe because 
suddenly there's all of these people driving down the road screaming at me because I'm black. Mm. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, you know, whatever whatever safety I felt is no longer valid because suddenly these people who have hatred and dis- and and terrible feelings in their heart have been given a platform almost. Yeah, they've been as you said Jeremy, they've been normalized. It has been through through someone getting into power like Trump did who does espouse those sort of values and and say that it's okay through his actions and through his words whether he never actually says it or not it it gives the go ahead for a lot of other people who think that way and haven't either had haven't had the opportunity to be told something different or aren't interested in hearing it um yeah like and like you know like back to when my mentions were filled with that stuff there was a really odd you know like I'm a white man. Like, there's no, like, you know, I'm I'm not part of like I, I'm queer, but I'm not a part of any like visibly my vi- visible minority. Yeah. And so when I when I made a tweet that said like fuck Nazi fascists and you know attacking like like making fun of like the most abhorrent person in Australian politics at the moment, like mm. someone that the far right said he's too much for. Yeah. after he left their party attacking him is suddenly like you know getting attacked for that through online you know some like i got some pretty terrible like messages i turned off my direct i turned off my direct messages but like through my mentions there were some pretty awful things like directed at me and it was really like i wasn't scared by it because like you know they don't know where i live like i i i have a i have a distance from my personal life to my online life Mm. um which i've made sure to keep and but like even you know reading some of the things it made me think like i wonder what happened if they would see me in real life like Mm -hmm. i wonder if they would ever like you know i wonder if they would attack me or i wonder if they wouldn't or if they'd like hear you out or like apologize yeah like like i don't think they'd do that but like like if you know would they punch me if they saw me yeah and not that I, you know, thought that was going to happen, but there was like a level of like a, I don't know, it's just like, it's weird how much of it is just so out in the open Mm. because it's not like, you know, if it's not, if it wasn't out in the open, it was, it was just hidden for a long time. Like this isn't something that's just popped up. Mm. This is something that's just been growing and festering for a long, long time. So it's, (laughs) in a way it's good it's out in the open so it can be addressed Mm but it needs to be addressed with, like, a level of, like, seriousness, but, like, a, a level of, like, genuineness. Like, no, this is actually fucked, and yeah. this shouldn't be said anywhere. Yeah. Like, the fact that you believe this is fucked already and that you can feel comfortable saying this is just beyond comprehension that, you know, 70 years later... I know, I know. In the in, in, people are doing fucking salutes to to Hitler in St Kilda. Yeah, fuck. Rosenberg was there, by the way. It's not right. It's 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 wrong. Um, and yeah, I I there there is a small degree to which finishing this game, I think you know we can't let things like this continue to happen if we have any power to stop it. Um, which is hard. It's hard to do and say and think about. Um, it's hard to feel like you need to put yourself out there like that um but in whatever way is possible i think even if it's just in believing your own thoughts and 
there's someone who's vaguely tending like if you're at a Christmas if you're at a Christmas party later this year and someone's saying something like problematic you know yeah problematic something about you know boat people taking jobs or whatever you know just maybe listen to that part of yourself that wants to set them straight a bit if it's safe to do so I don't know and also vote like <laughs> fix your shit yeah rest of the world and and us oh uh, yes world just world fix it shit anyway a bit a bit I guess that's that uh, that sincerity that I was sort of trying to buy into in the game the whole time that's sort of there but um yeah, I just want to sort of bring that up. This because it it's relevant, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so it's fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so next month we're doing Titanfall Two, a game about shooting aliens. Yeah, <laughs> and robots. And robots. Um, yeah. So Titanfall Two. Uh, I've heard very good things about the campaign. I didn't play it. I think a lot of people didn't play it. It came out. 2017. It came out 2017, but it came out like sort of a weird spot. It came out very close to Battlefront, or was it Battlefield? Battlefield. I suppose it would have been Battlefront. Right. It, it came close. Oh, maybe it was 2016 then. It- yeah, it was Call of Duty and Battlefield 1 in 2016. And Titanfall 2. And Titanfall 2 was stab smack in the middle of it. Yeah. So EA put its best property out to dry yeah, at, they that did. T- at that moment. Um, Like they've done in the past, and like they probably will do in the future. Like they did with Anthem and Apex. Yep. Um... And so I think a lot of people missed it because I got caught up in the other the other two titles, yeah, which were more established. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Titanfall probably got better reviews in both of those games, as far yeah. as I can tell. People liked it. I've played it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. The level design in that game is top notch. I am very excited to play this campaign because I want to have a friendship with a robot. <laughs> BT. Is that what it's called? BT numbers. I don't remember. Right. He's can, great. Can you decide the numbers? Uh, starts with a seven. No, you no, you can't decide. <laughs> BT six nine. <laughs> no, they say he's now he's part of his voice acted. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no, good game. Look forward to that. I think we'll try and get that one out, and sort of towards the beginning of the month of June, maybe. But we'll see how it ends up happening. It's on three different platforms: PC, PS4. Xbox, PS4, PC. Yeah, Xbox. Yep. PC. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank uh, you so much. You it's a bit of a longer one, but uh, this is a, yeah, it's sort of a little bit longer. You needed than, to be. Yeah, like the, the, there's a lot to. There's just oh God, there's so much game. Um, yeah, I said to June because you stepped out just before. I said to June, I didn't realize that I had this much to say mm, about this game. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was getting ready in the morning, saying like I got I got some things to say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening. You can follow. Uh, the Game Spoilers Podcast Twitter account at Game Spoilers Pod. Uh, you can find everything else that we do at minimap.com.au. You can follow Minimap on Twitter at minimapau. Kerry, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at KJ Palmer underscore 24. June, where can they find you on Twitter? June is J U N underscore E double S. You can find me on Twitter at Obi Wan Jez uh, with all the Nazis in my mentions. Um, don't be one of those. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. That, that, that was a while ago. My mentions have cleared up again, which is good. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got acne or something. I, yeah, it's literally break like, out. Like, <laughs> I, I, I need a cream for all the fascists. Oh no, fascist cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next month for Titanfall 2. Excellent. Bye, Mom. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>